<laughs> that sound means it's time for Tardy to the party. It's Christmas. This is this is Christmas time. It's Start December. your engines of bullshit. Holly jolly. This is which one of us is the Grinch? You're the Grinch. I'm the Max. I'm the. I'm you're the yeah, grumpy the one. You're. I mean, your handle is the grumpy turtle. I'm the. I'm the dog who's just like. Uh, how you doing? It's. Started the party with all the popcorns. Very busy menu. We missed the first time around. This time we missed it the first time around because it looked like ass. And it turns out the Grinch who stole Christmas, the Ron Howard classic, is ass. How? So this is your last pick for December 2019. How and why did you pick this piece of shit? Because you're picking a piece of shit I'm going to hate <laughs> next time, and I wanted to hurt you like you're going to hurt me. Which is funny, because my pick is supposedly one of the most beloved Christmas classics of all time. I've actually Doesn't watched some good. of it already. It is not a blood. Yeah. It, <laughs> but, yeah, so you you decided to fucking pull. <laughs> you decided to do self-harm against the podcast. This, yep. You know the terrible thing? This movie isn't that bad. It's just thoroughly mediocre beyond belief. Mm. Like, there's some horrifying parts, like the fucking Baby Grinch. I was like, oh mm -hmm. my god. I'd seen pictures <laughs> of the Baby Grinch online without realizing it was the Baby Grinch. And mm -hmm. I thought that was, like, some kind of awful meme from, like, some kind of Japanese horror film. I didn't realize that was from, like, a Western <laughs> Christmas movie. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, this is your pick. I'll let you talk about this shit. Holy fuck. Uh, what's there to say, god. but it's, 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 it's Bill. They let this man direct a Star Wars. Hi. After seeing this movie, they said, you know what? He can handle comedy. <laughs> this guy knows what he's Give doing. Give him a Star Wars. Don't trust those two guys with the 100% track record. Oh Give it to the guy God. who directed The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. The guy who did this and Splash. We need to hand him a $200 million science fiction franchise movie. Don't trust the guys that did uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs in a, a Lego movie. This... Those smash amazing movies. Give it to Ron Howard. Ron Howard is one of Hollywood's I wouldn't say worst director, but he is one of the fucking yes men of Hollywood. I, I, you know what the terrible thing is by all accounts, Ron Howard's a very sweet human being and everyone seems to love him to death because he's so nice. But he seems to be so appreciative of the fact that he he's one of the few actors who's made this uh, successful jump to directing that he is just... Su he will... Whatever marching orders he gets from corporate Hollywood, he just does it without question. Because you've never... Like, all of his movies are just corporate fucking garbage. And you've never... No one he's, ever talks about, like, Ron Howard, like, his preferences. No one's ever going to write a book about the films of Ron Howard. He... Th there's never... He did any some alright stuff. Apollo 13's alright. <sighs> I mean, that's the thing. At, at best, he's passable. At worst, he's fucking terrible with... I mean, didn't he direct, like, all the fucking... What are the fucking Bible National Treasure movies with Tom Hanks and shit about religious shit? Where it's all like we have oh, the Mona uh, Lisa, Da Vinci Code, yeah, Da Vinci Code shit, and man, his you know, it's not even just his directing shit, but he has his own production company called Imagine Entertainment with his buddy Hollywood producer buddy, buddy Brian Grazer, who if you look up the, the 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 shit that company has cranked out over the course of the last like twenty five years, it is just fucking a vast warm pool of room temperature baby shit. None of it is like absolutely atrocious it's not like canon films where 
they're known for producing stuff that is so bad that it browns back to being good or entertaining. It is just, when you think about the worst, most fucking passive fucking gruel that, that Hollywood can uh, put, crank out, this is one of the main fire hoses <laughs> spraying that warm shit all over the American public. Um, and shit like... Did you look up much history about how this movie got made or the genesis of it or anything? No. Uh, so just even reading about that was fucking depressing. What the fuck are you doing, phone? Why are you yelling at me? Anyway. <laughs> oh, I... I think I said the word genesis and that uh, started Siri uh, yelling at me. Anyway, I know, but so the, the, supposedly the genesis of this movie was... Um, I guess Dr. Seuss, when he was alive, uh, he let someone make a movie called The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T. It was the only live-action movie based off of Dr. Seuss stuff that was ever made during his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess that turned out so badly, he never wanted to let anyone else do that again, so... Uh, he even wrote it into his will, I don't want anyone making live-action live adaptations of my bullshit. And his wife clung to that for a long time, too. Until I guess she got old enough, she just decided she woke up one day and said, Fuck it, I want money. I'm going to fucking override what Ted Geisel said in his will. I'm just going to go to Hollywood and see if they want to make live-action movies out of, of, of Dr. Seuss shit. And so I guess she went to fucking Universal, whatever studio made this movie. And, of course, the Hollywood producers are like, oh, we want to make money, too. And so this movie was not the product of any, like, it was not like Ron Howard saying, oh, I grew up with fucking Dr. Seuss and I have this burning passion to bring his stuff to live action. It was just a bunch of fucking rich people wanting to get a little bit richer, and so I guess uh, Dr. Seuss's widow and the movie studio just held essentially auditions with different creative teams saying, hey, what's your what's your pitch for a Grinch movie? And I guess a whole bunch of people came in, they rejected all their ideas, and I guess, like, Ron Howard's How producer but bad buddy, were those ideas? That's it. I... I would have loved to have been fly on the wall to see what, what different people came through there with what kind of ideas for a Grinch movie. All right, yeah, okay, here's our pitch for uh, your Grinch movie. <laughs> We're going to have a live-action man in every theater, and he is going to stab every member in the audience yeah. right in the eyeballs. That's God, our pitch. I should have made notes of that, so because they do point out some of the different people who, like, pitched ideas for the Grinch movie. And so I guess I guess fucking Ron Howard's producer buddy, he loved the Grinch, so he wanted to go in, and he wanted to, produce, like, he wanted to pitch himself as the producer of a Grinch movie. I guess Ron Howard had absolutely no interest in the material, but he just went with him, just as moral support. And somehow... He bro- said, my brother needs a job. So, oh, God, that... You know, the funny thing is, I fucking love Clint Howard. I hate Ron Howard, but I love Clint Howard. I think Clint Howard is a better actor than his brother is a director. I think Clint mm. Howard elevates Ron Howard's material. Um... <laughs> But so I so I guess Ron Howard somehow eventually just wound up directing this movie just because the it was just a paycheck, and so and then he produces and it's just was like I, I I'm assuming they must have gone to Tim Burton and Danny Elfman first because the whole reason you make a movie like this is because you're hoping Tim Burton makes it, and I guess even for a fucking I guess this movie was successful enough that fucking Ron Howard's producing buddy uh, went off to, like, he's the one also responsible for the live-action Cat in the Hat movie starring, uh, what's-his-face? Mike Myers? Mike Myers. That utterly bombed, but I guess 
They couldn't get Tim Burton for that either, so they got Tim Burton's art director, Bo Welch, to direct a movie for the first time, and I think that may have been, like, the first and last movie that guy ever directed, because that movie bombed so fucking badly. And that movie, we might t have to talk about that someday for, like, awful April, but I guess the Cat in the Hat movie totally murdered what am am uh, ambitions they had for future live-action uh, Grinch, or live-action Dr. Seuss adaptations. But this movie was a, a fucking... The Grinch is an auspicious start. Is auspicious mean bad? It's definitely notable. Because nah. the movie's ugly as bird shit. It's Just so the repulsive funny... to look at. It's bad enough that the script it's taking how long was the original cartoon? That the why well, it's funny to say original the yeah, cartoon adaptation based off the original book. The book is like five pages long, and mm -hmm. they turned that into like a half-hour cartoon. And that the actual adaptation of what happens in the cartoon takes about half an hour of this movie, but then it's 90 minutes of backstory <laughs> ladled on top, and it's completely unnecessary backstory. And it's just, it actually, I'll get to this when we get into the nitty gritty about the stuff, but the backstory actually makes the moral of the original cartoon and the original book not make any sense. Because you turn, they, they turn Grinch into this person who not not just hate, he doesn't just hate Christmas just because he hates Christmas, but he also, like, he's anti-capitalism. Because he, like, there's a mm -hmm. whole thing in the movie where he, like, yells at the Who's for being, uh, fucking capitalistic fucking shitheads. Or not capital, but materialistic shitheads. So he already mm -hmm. knows that Christmas is supposed to be more than presents, but that's supposed to be the moral that he learns at the end of the movie when he lifts the sleigh over his head. So that, but that does make any sense, like, his, his lesson that he learns at the end of the movie there's a whole thing i'll talk about that later on but like even that the, the thing that strikes me most about this movie and the thing i've always taken away whenever i've seen clips of this on tv and stuff is this movie looks like it was i feel like i've got cataracts when i'm watching this movie because as ugly and as noisy How? and as loud as it is uh, oh my god they put it, all these it, filters it, and like it's obviously it's, very smoky it's a color it's a colorful set, but it's so drab and nothing. It's so blear. They filmed. They muted it. all the colors. It's like it's like being filled. It was like it was filmed inside a smoky dentist's office. Like it's because they obviously spent money on this. Like there's a it's it's got a bazillion extras. They built like a whole little who. Well, they didn't really build a whole little town. They built a town square with like three buildings. And so every time everything you see uh, in, in in Whoville takes place around this like one tree with like a couple buildings around it. But even then, like, they, yeah, they spent money, and, like, obviously, fucking, the Grinch suit looks expensive, but, like, mm -hmm. it looks so fucking nasty, and, like, it's just, oh, God, it's just, you know, I wonder if it's something where, I, I wonder if they were hoping to hide the seams in both the Grinch makeup and the Who makeup by, like, making everything kind of bleary, like, they put pantyhose over the camera lens. And instead of, like, covering over the smooth edges, or I wonder if that was supposed to be, like, a nostalgia look. I have no idea why they shot the movie the way it does. Because, well, the way it looks. I don't know why they did it. It looks the like... Cinema, it looks the like, way they moved the cameras, everything in this is baffling. Well, and then, then you've got Ron Howard... It's, it's the kind of shit that... I, I mean, you you could say this about him. I'd say he's competent, but yeah. but the, it's the kind of thing a shitty director would like to do, like something from the Son of the Mask, where there's all these fucking zoom, quick zooms to duck change angles. The the camera never stops moving. It's always looks like it's being held by a drunk cameraman. It's always kind of and there's swaying. like these weird sound effects they drop in to kind of like like not even consistently throughout the film, but like I it's it seems like whenever they had a 
joke, but it didn't land. They try to like get it, force it to work by like adding wacky sound effects. But it's the, like it's not like the kind of universe where there's consistently crazy sound effects all the time, just every once in a while. And yeah, no, that's the thing with Ron Howard, where I get the feeling he like he never ha seems to have a vision. He just like goes shows up on set and goes like, oh, this I guess this is kind of wacky. So I guess we'll just throw the camera around or have it zoom in for no reason, and we'll figure out out in editing. And in editing, he's like, well, uh, I, oh, wow, I filmed a whole bunch of weird shit. And instead of, like, worrying about any kind of visual or narrative flow, he just chops things together. It, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like the movie equivalent of going to a really greasy spoon diner. Where, like, yeah, they'll make you an omelet, but there's no pizzazz or anything. It, like, technically, it's like eggs and diced peppers and stuff like that. But thrown together in the most haphazard way, for the cheapest way possible. And there's no, like, artistry to it. And it's so fucking clumsy. And that's the thing. It's, mm -hmm. it, 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 but it's not like I said. It's, but it's not even so bad that it's remarkably bad. It's just fucking baby shit gruel. And that's what this whole everything movie goes is. on. Everything goes on a little too long. Did you see his Star Wars movie? No. It is that. That is the weird thing because that movie is filled with comedic moments uh, that are totally fucked up because Ron Howard does not know how to film a joke. And there's a bunch of like jokes in that goddamn Han Solo movie. It's weird where it's like you're like, is that a joke or is that? He he was from Happy Days. He's uh, he does the voiceover on Arrested <laughs> Development. How does he the... not know how to do comedy? That's the terrible thing. He, that should be second nature to him. It's not like he's not surrounded by people who know how to do this shit better. But it's like he never absorbed any of that knowledge or talent from anyone else, and he's just like, eh, whatever. They're just paying me to get this done. I'll just get it done. I'm not worried about actually making it fun as long as there's the pictures are on the TV and yeah that that Ron Howard just does the bare minimum and I don't think even like he's doing it intentionally it's not like he's a shyster like stealing people's money producers money and like I think he generally cares about the stuff he's making but he's just not talented enough to make it any good it's always just like the most bare minimum like I, I think he just gets work in Hollywood because he'll whatever notes that the studios have he'll take them he never puts up a fight you never hear any stories about Ron Howard like challenging a studio or having any kind of passion for a thing he just says oh the movie just the story of every ron howard movie is oh the studio just wanted a movie made i just took all of their notes and if, if there's a problem with any of his films he just scratch, scratches up and said well that's what the studio wanted that's it he's like a fuck like he said like he's a line order cook of a movie director mm -hmm. and so what you're seeing on screen is the most unvarnished uh, version of whatever the studio that paid him to make that movie wanted. So at certain point, it's not even Ron Howard's point is problem as much as like, or Ron Howard's fault as much as you're just seeing what the shitty movie studio wanted. And he was so yeah. passive enough, he was he was not going to get in the way of the, whatever it is they wanted and like inject any kind of artistry or interestingness. He's just like whatever they want. Jim Carrey, he's green, he's stealing shit, whatever. I'll just film it as quick as possible and get it done with. And, if, oh uh, my god. Uh, yeah, did there's, you, there's a lot to say about this thing. Did, oh, this is the only other thing I've ever really known about this movie, is uh, the trivia that the, the the Grinch makeup, well, all the makeup of the movie, all the, like, the Who's and, and the Grinch and everything, all the makeup was done by Rick Baker and his crew. Rick Baker being mm. the makeup guy who did the the, the, the the makeup effects for, like, um he did, he created the Gremlins for Gremlins 2, he did American Werewolf in London, he's one of Hollywood's all-time greatest makeup guys. And suppose there's a story about he always said that the original idea for the Grinch in this movie was just to paint Jim Carrey green and put a green wig on his head and that was going to be it. 
Uh, reading about this, I have I, the, he had a new book. Rick Baker just came out with a new book this fall that I was flipping through last night. And there's more of a story to that, where I guess the original idea was he was hired to do the Grinch makeup for this movie, and in th but the, the the movie studio wanted them wanted Rick Baker to pitch to them different versions of the Grinch makeup, uh, varying in different uh, how much time and money it would take to apply the makeup to Jim Carrey, and they were like, give us six different ideas. And so he essentially went from, okay, the, the, the best idea, if you really want to make Jim Carrey into the Grinch, here's our most most expensive, most time-intensive solution, which is what they eventually did go with, where it's going to be a full-body suit with, like, <laughs> yak hair that's been dyed green, and his face is, he's going to have a snout and all this stuff. And, okay, they were like, here's version two, but there's a little bit less of that makeup. And there's version three, which is like, he's only kind of like got, got like half makeup on half the suit. And, and until there was option six, which was literally just take Jim Carrey, either paint him green physically or just digitally make him green and then give him a wig and that's it. And and Rick Baker was even like, it's my fault for even making that an option because as soon as the studio saw that, they were like, okay, we want to go with this. This is the cheapest option. I guess uh, Jim mm. Carrey's agent was there? And Jim Carrey's agent was like, Jim doesn't want to get dressed up in makeup. We, we prefer this option where he could just show up and like we could digitally make him green later and he'll just wear a wig. And like I guess it was Rick Baker saying, you know what? I, his argument was like, everyone's, even though of course Jim Carrey's going to be the big draw of this movie, but you're making a movie called The Grinch Stole Christmas. If you just do it where Jim, just Jim Carrey painted green with no other makeup, no appliances or anything like that, with a silly wig on, it's just going to turn into the uh, Jim Carrey Stole Christmas. And no one's going to yeah. pay to see that. The, and so he eventually did convince them to go with the full-fledged, full makeup thing. But I guess Jim Carrey was a real fucking cock-ass about that makeup and threw fits. And I guess he drove one of Rick Baker's makeup uh, assistants into going to therapy because he was such a fucking passive-aggressive, awful human being. And, like, mistreated the other extras and stuff during the film. And Jim Carrey came out and there's a whole later story about, like, how they justified Jim Carrey being an asshole because the makeup... They were like, oh, he, he was he was sacrificing himself for, like, this makeup because he fancies himself to be the next, like, Lon Chaney or something like that. And uh, it's just, this movie was not worth it. For a movie that exists, again, like I said, only to fucking pamper the bankrolls of already rich Hollywood people and there's no passion behind this and then Rick, uh, James, uh, Jim Carrey's a fucking idiot and everything about the making of this movie and existence just sounds which is funny because we're talking about Christmas movie that's supposed to be all about anti-commercialism and stuff like that but it's the most depressing <laughs> fucking stories about how and why this movie even exists and the final well, that's what that's what Hollywood's done to, to, to Dr. Seuss's shit like the, the, the Lorax movie where they marketed the fuck out of that and the whole the whole purpose of that one is to like I'm yeah. Against that shit. But they're like, hey, here's your Lorax toys. And I remember they, there was an SUV commercial tie-in for the Lorax movie, yeah. which that's the <laughs> most, like, how, how, how hard can you miss the point of the Lorax yeah. when you're doing that shit? So, of course, Hollywood's gonna almost, like, be a parody of itself with how much they miss the point of all this Dr. Seuss stuff. But then, then, then the other thing, too, it would even, you could even argue that, like, okay, maybe this is all worth it if they made, if this turned into a, like, immortal holiday classic that everyone remembers fondly. No one does. I've never heard anyone say a kind word about this movie. This movie came out 
I'm sure it made a couple bucks, but no, whenever anyone's talking about the Grinch, they're talking about the old cartoons, they're not talking about this piece of shit. Maybe that's me because I'm older, I'm not a, like, maybe like there's fucking millennials and shit, people who grew, who were like 10 years old when this came out in the year 2000 that like grew up and loved this thing, but if they exist, I've never heard that from anyone. Even online, I'd never see anyone waxing nostalgic about this movie. I mean, I'm sure there are people who are nostalgic about this movie, but 20 years on, it's not like... It's not like the movie we'll talk about next week, which I don't think either of us are going to like very much, but that mm -hmm. is beloved for t to some degree or another. But this is just, it's just a corporate fucking happy meal of a movie that no one ever really loved. It justifiably because it's a fucking cynical piece of shit, so... That is the that is the end of the podcast. We're not even talking about the movie. That's just, we're just gonna rant, <laughs> rant about the movie's existence. But uh, oh, did you did you check up the IMDb trivia mistakes about this movie? The goofs. I I, I just scrolled <laughs> past the one. I didn't. Did you that it uses a sample? So but, okay, you know. assuming we're to get into the movie, starts off a uh, fucking snowflake floating in the air, and the camera zooms into into the snowflake. To, it's they're essentially setting up this as an alternate reality where all this is t taking place inside a snowflake. They're kind of doing the mm -hmm. men in black thing. Uh, <laughs> the one bit of trivia, not trivia, on the IMDb goof section. The first goof I read was. Because uh, Santa Claus actually does show up in this movie, which I didn't yeah. expect that. I was actually kind of surprised. I was like, oh, my God, Santa? <laughs> they got Santa in this movie? That's the biggest star of all. Uh, but the, t the, the, the goof, according to IMDb, is like, how can Santa exist in this snowflake? Because Santa <laughs> in our world can't. It's something about how Santa can't shrink down into a snowflake. I'm like, of all the things going on in this movie, that's the logical problem you have. Is Santa Claus delivering oh, uh, presents to a bunch of freakish dog-nosed human beings in a snowflake? That, the, per <laughs> the person that put that on there has gotten so many wedgies in their life. And I was like, oh, that's the first thing I read, and I just, cl I just closed that tab. I was like, oh my god. I <laughs> no, IMDb. It is, it is, it is, oh my god. The piece... Oh, anyway, we might just have to turn this show into just, like, what the fuck's wrong with IMDb. We don't even talk about the movies. We just talk about the people's reaction to the movies on IMDb. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, fucking Zoom's anyway, Grinch Stole Christmas. Snowflake, Whoville, they all live there. They're fucking gross to look at. I hate it. They love cons <laughs> consumerisms. Yeah, they do love, um, yeah. They, I mean, they, again, they, they, they built this they, whole town. This is, I mean, kudos to them. They just didn't make a CGI city. It's a real thing. And and they knew that these fucking who look fucking repulsive because they didn't make the children look like the rest of its deviant art rejects. And they don't make the one sexy who adult lady. She doesn't have a snout for no reason. Did they explain why she doesn't have a snout? Like Cindy Lou Who no, doesn't. Why would they do that? But Christine Baranski doesn't have a snoot because they. So they even knew then. Like you can't make a woman look sexy and have a who snout. Uh, this is the this is the one other thing I've always heard about this movie. I can't remember who, but I was listening. I, I was was somewhere like watching a like, YouTube interview with someone who was like an extra in this movie, and they were talking about the horrifying thing about the who snout makeup was, uh, because you've got this thing that's covering your whole nose and the upper lip. You can't like rub your nose or anything like that and this ter and they said it was it was this terrible thing that happened to most of the extras where uh sweat and their snot would start Ugh. running out of their noses and collecting inside the prosthesis <laughs> and you couldn't take the 
prosthesis off to drain it. And so you know? by the end of the day, people would be wearing these prosthesis for eight hours. And at the end of the day, they would take the makeup off, makeup off and they would be almost like drowning through the nose through their own snot and sweat. And it would just pour out all over their chin whenever they took the makeup off at the end of the day. And you had like 900 extras that had that happening to at the end of the day, which they're just pouring just fucking the stankiest fucking who sauce out of their makeup snouts <laughs> at the end of the day. They well, were just like, oh. Well, Bill, oh. it was all worth it. It's up there on the screen. It's up there on the screen Look for it. everyone to it enjoy for beautiful. all time. Oh, my God. Ugh. So the Grinch hates Christmas. He also hates uh, the when Gushers commercials from the 1990s <laughs> climb his mountain. That what is... are these guys? Yeah. Um, what is this design? It's weird when you extrapolate, like, oh, the Goofy Who stuffed into, like, okay, these are going to be 90s extreme kids with, like, 90s extreme hair. And uh, it's just, like, the, the, the weird mishmash of, like, 90s extremeness with, like, 1950s Dr. Seuss whimsicalness is just kind of off-putting. It's just like, ah! And this is the first what? time you really get a close-up of, of the Who makeup, too. <laughs> I know we said it about, uh, um... The Christmas, the the Zemeckis Christmas Carol, but I think this one is okay, Boomer the movie. Really? How so? Just because it's all, just the consumerism, the way that there's '90s like mixed in, like no, we got to make them cool and with the hair and everything. And yeah, well, it's it's, it's, a, it's it's an old person out of touch thinking. Okay, this is what the cool '90s kids are into. This is what's funny, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's Ron Howard in a nutshell. Kids like this, He's right? He's just like, I, this is what the kids, they'll laugh, they'll think this is amazing, and just, no. Oh. Again, it's somebody who doesn't feel like they're a human being. They just, they're, they're approximating what they think human beings like. And It's almost like he was raised by Hollywood. That's, that, you know what, that's, that's I think that's kind of one of the, and I think that's part of the reason why Ron Howard is so, such a lapdog for movie producers, because he's just lived as being kind of a lapdog to Hollywood. And so he just, yeah, that's, hmm, anyway. I do like the fact that Grinch is eating onions, though, and he rubs it on his armpits, which cracked me up. Mm. Like, they introduced, like, I guess the teenagers are going up to Mount Crumpet, where the, the Grinch lives, and, yeah. what, they get scared by his, oh, no, the, the Max the comes out. The dog scares him away by barking into a giant Grinch head that yeah. makes it which I thought the design of the Grinch head was cool, and I do like the actual introduction of the Grinch. But like I said, rubbing the using the onion as uh, deodorant, I thought was fucking hilarious. But yeah, there I, are I, moments so... I do like. There's like specific gags, and I like think the makeup does look good on the Grinch. No, it looks absolutely like, and uh, Jim Carrey. I, I mean, I hate this this <laughs> this whole thing. But he's giving it his all. You can't say he's not giving 110. Well, this, this is exactly what we're he does. Yeah, he does some amazing physical shit in this that is not deserving of this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean that's a, that's a lot of what we it's, talked it's, about. In a it's Christmas a reminder Carol. that yeah. of why people said he was a living cartoon character. And but yeah, he is buried under a shitload of. I mean, the makeup is great, but that is a lot of makeup he's under, and he's not letting that makeup get in the way. He's putting his all, and he's yelling and screaming and dancing and. I mean, not to say that justifies him being an asshole to everybody no. on set, I guess, but, I mean, he does... What do you think... Do you have any preference about, like, anything to say about, like, his voice or anything like that? Because I guess he's supposed to be doing a Sean Connery thing? Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's... it's a, You know what the terrible thing is? Like, half the movie, the way he's talking? It's, I don't know if I, it's... I th it sounds... He's mumbling like enough that it can be I, hard to understand what he's saying sometimes? I don't know if that was... a choice or if that is kind of the only voice he could use with all the prosthetics and the teeth and everything yeah I, you know i wonder if it's one of those things where like 
Because you think they could have just brought him back, because especially with a character like this who's under so much makeup, usually in Hollywood, you could just have them come back and re-record all their lines. Like, because there's... It's, I don't. I don't think it would work with this. Yeah, and so I wonder. This is actual. Most of this is live audio. So yeah. So you have him kind of because he's got this. Like, I mean, if you really, like, he's got elaborate teeth. He's got like. Yeah. It's actually the design of his fake dentures is actually interesting because they're asymmet. I mean, they're nasty Grinch teeth, but also they're asymmetrical because like on the left part of it, the top part of his teeth, like there's one big tooth fang that's sticking out over the other ones. And I'm like, oh mm -hmm. man, that looks extra gnarly and would get in the way of him being able to talk. So I kind of wonder if he was kind of forced to choose the Sean Connery thing because that was the easiest way to talk with a bunch of fake teeth in his mouth. Of course, he was going to talk more like this. But yeah, yeah, so as at least his performance as the Grinch is fine. And I do love actually one of my my, my favorite, uh, favorite thing about the Grinch makeup is his uh, Doctor Seuss fingers. <laughs> He's got the big long twirly fingers, which that would have mm -hmm. been hard to do in live action, but they pulled that off at least. And. Yeah. Yeah, and then and the, his he, he like when he's first introduced, I think it's the only time in the movie he's already like really saw, augmented with CGI. But he does the Grinch smile, and I think they're hmm. trying to approximate that like Tim Curry scene where the Grinch smiles and his like his cheeks curl up. And that's the one time Tim it's Curry. like augmented. Did you ever see? Cause there's the, Home Alone two, the kids watching the Grinch, and you see the Grinch and he smiles, and then it crossfades to Tim Curry smiling. It's oh, okay. a very one specific shot from the Grinch that within that movie suggests that they're com directly comparing Tim Curry to the Grinch, and gotcha. Tim Curry in that movie is smiling like, and it's actually kind of horrifying, but it's great. But mm. actually, man, if they could have gotten Tim Curry as the Grinch, oh my god, that would have been so... holy shit! That mouth, <laughs> oh mm -hmm. my god. Oh, anyway. <laughs> So Grinch puts on a disguise to go to town for some social. This is like the first half hour of the movie. Is him just? Uh -huh. I guess they want to set up his 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 Which, interactions with it, the town. It doesn't make a lot of sense because if you hate Christmas, you're gonna stay as far away from fucking yeah. the days before Christmas as possible. Which that's the whole I point of the story. Hate is, yeah, going to stores during this time of year. Anybody who says there's a war on Christmas, hey, try going to any store. Uh huh. Listen, to, hey, what are they playing on the overhead? Oh, it's sucky-ass Christmas music! It's Felice Navidad and having a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time! Great! Why fantastic. would you put on a costume just to walk around and just be... Uh, yeah. I, just because this Anyhow. movie needs to justify its two-hour runtime, so you need... And they spent all this money on the set, and they're just not going to waste it on one scene where he shows up at Whoville at the end, so you need him to be running around Whoville and... and and Anthony Hopkins is the narrator in this, and he's like, why does the Grinch hate Christmas? Shoes too tight? Nah, his heart is two sizes too small. And mm. any person who had to live in this fucking world for more than two weeks with these hooves <laughs> would hate Christmas. Well, this gets into a whole thing of how this movie bizarrely They turns... make Christmas gross. I mean... <laughs> this movie—they don't make Christmas seem appealing at all in this movie. Uh, this movie turns the Who's into the villains, the real villains in the movie. Because yeah. ironically, in order to fill out the two-hour runtime, they decided, okay, we need an elaborate backstory for the Grinch as to why he hates not only Christmas but Whoville. Which I don't think they meant to make the Grinch as sympathetic as he is, but that's how he comes across. Because uh, I 
I, maybe I should wait to talk about this until we get to the flashback parts. But yeah, probably. Yeah, I'll, I'll, okay, we'll talk about. It. But uh, yeah, my my <laughs> actually, I meant I meant to start off the podcast with a joke that uh, this movie is a remake of The Dark Knight, where Cindy Lou Who and the Grinch are Batman and the Joker fighting for the soul of Whoville, because that's essentially mm. what this movie turns into at the end. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So uh, as a great joke of him burping in a guy's face with green gas, I laughed so hard my sides burst into. Especially because he burps like fucking. Uh, 90s extreme commercial CGI breath on him, too. It looks terrible. Yep. So Cindy Lou Who tells there she's got dumb hair. Oh, and she, she tells kid. her dad, who is a repulsive mailman. Uh, do you that, recognize um, that actor at all? Yeah. Bill Irwin, he was a circus performer, mime, who, uh, this is one of the few times he's ever seen him, I've ever seen him have an actual, like, dramatic, uh, role in a movie, but I, he's, he's good. Could you, yeah, um, could you put the biggest air quotes around, uh, the, <laughs> your dramatic word there, Bill? He gets to please? say something, he's not just, like, cause he used to be on Sesame Street and stuff, like, he was a mime, so he never got to talk, but, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Oh, Mr. Noodles? I am well aware of I'm Mr. Noodles, saying, I exactly, fucking yeah. hate Mr. Noodles, <laughs> what? Mr. This Noodles is, sucks ass. Mr. Noodles revenge. Oh. So Mr. Noodles, oh, Mr. Noodles, he plays the Whoville postmaster, I guess. Mm-hmm. And his daughter Cindy Lou, who, who, yeah, she's oh like, hey, God, all this, this seems fucking kid. It seems a bit super. Hey, you should Google image search what she looks like now, Bill. Uh, oh no, what happened? Oh no, it's nothing bad. It's just not what you would expect. Um, or it maybe it's exactly what you would expect. Well, uh, she looks like she's almost, like, computer-generated in this movie, so I'm assuming she's just grew, grown up into a hot lady. Oh, she's a hot blonde lady. He's almost shocked. But, like... Yeah, but she wears... She's, I think she's, like, in some sort of, like, band with, like, death metal or something. Oh, but yeah, no, how much some eye makeup Yeah, she's, she's all gothed out and shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's funny. But, anyhow, she says everything's a bit superfluous. And then his gusher sons come back from the mountain <laughs> of being like, Ah, the Grinch! Which stops the whole town dead in its tracks, and the gross mayor, played by known asshole Jeffrey Tambor, oh, yeah. comes out. Well, that makes the Whovilles even seem that much more... I I guess Jeffrey Tambor is like the closest thing to an out outright villain this movie has. Oh no, he's just the straight up villain in this movie, what? which is, makes no sense because the Grinch should be the villain until his redemption at the end. Nope, but the movie completely misses the point and accidentally flips it by. And like again, it, it would be something if you thought they did that intentionally, but no, I think they just didn't know what they were doing. But yeah, no. So uh, and he's got uh, Clint Howard as his little lap dog. Uh, did you see uh, the name of that character, Bill? No. Uh, you did not? No. All I know is that Kirstine Baranski plays- No, Bill! Bill! Bill, shut up! <laughs> what's the name of the character? I, I need you to guess what's the name of that character could be, I, Bill. It's all gotta be who puns, right? Is it is it who or mm -hmm. who men? Who, like Herman, but with who? No, Bill. No. He is- he's Jeffrey Hamper's lap- lap dog. His name is Hubris. <laughs> That's his whole name? He doesn't even have, like, a last name or anything. His it's name Hubris? is Hubris. <laughs> That's He's a hubris. Isn't that when they cut off the, the foreskin of all the who's when they're born? <laughs> I guess that would be hubris, right? Oh, yeah, anyway. Oh, just, my God. Yeah, Clint, Clint, Clint Howard. Oh, my. That, you know, I never see Clint Howard in anything unless it's fucking, unless it's Ron Howard shit, though. Uh, which is a shame, because yeah. I do, like I said, I do like Clint Howard, but. Oh anyway. Tranya. <sighs> Yep, the mayor comes out. They're gonna have their 1,000th Christmas or some the shit. The sure hopes those kids weren't up bugging the one guy that hates Christmas. And then they say it's cool, so life goes on. 
And then this scene goes to the post office where Cindy's dad works and everything's super, super busy, even though everybody lives, like, in a ten-block radius. Yeah. Uh, as, as we see, all of Whoville's only ten buildings surrounding one tree, so yeah. I don't know, yeah, exactly. Cindy asks what the deal with the Grinch is. Oh, also, uh, just in case you uh, have lived a full life and never seen this movie, <laughs> uh, earlier when when they're showing the town for the first time, it's just uh. people exchanging money, sales, just consumerism, 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 watch, look at it go. But I can't tell if they're painting that as bad. Yeah. Or if it's just like, no, this is what Christmas is. Because uh, yeah, uh, they do I such a terrible job of, of, of painting what the feel of this movie is. I don't is. think there was any thought behind, put behind it. It was just like, well, yeah. it's, it's funny. We'll show the, the mad rush of Christmas. And that's it. It's more just kind of like, oh, I, Art Whoville's like us. Like I can't believe this was written by the same guy who wrote the masterpiece Wild Wild West. Are you serious? I didn't even look to see who those written by. Yeah, it's Jeffrey Price. He wrote Wild Wild West. Again? Oh Talking also... about like, just corporate lapdogs where there's no... But he also wrote Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Roger Again, that lends into my thing of I don't think Roger Rabbit's initially a well-written movie. Roger Rabbit's interesting from a technical perspective and because people love Bob Hoskins, everything else about that movie is kind of eh, but anyway. Bill, he wrote the masterpiece Shrek the Third. <laughs> This guy belongs in a gas chamber. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Any, anyway. But again, it's not like he wrote The Room or anything. It's not like he wrote anything bad and interesting, but it's <laughs> yeah. just bad. Again, it's just the Hollywood pap. It's not even, like, interesting bad, but yeah. So, Passively um, bad. at the post office, uh, it's super busy. Cindy asks what's the deal with the Grinches, and her dad's like, ah, he's a who, who's really is a who. He's more of a, a what, a what that doesn't really like Christmas. Who fucking cares? And no Christmas cards ever in or out of his mailbox. Sad, I guess. Whatever. There's a funny and bit where he like starts taking bat, like starts throwing jury duty shit in other people's mailboxes. Yeah, he's downstairs messing with other people's mailbox, being evil and sinister and stuff. Cindy's dad sends her to the back room with a letter so she can help or whatever, and she finds the Grinch's mask on. He's been wearing with his 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 robe on the ground, and the dog sneezes. He says, "Gosh, I'm tight," and they just, oh, she screams and he screams and he says he's the Grinch, and she falls back in the uh, present sorting machine. Oh no! What asshole decided all these quick zooms and Dutch angles were a good idea what? that they say that worked in Battlefield Earth? <laughs> Put it in our I'm movie. watching it again now. There's a bit where Max bites a uh, fucking Grinch on the butt and, like, Grinch starts running around and this movie speeds up while he's, like, running yep. around with the dog hanging from his ass. This goes on for yep. way too... Again, it's just, like, we can just do Welcome this Welcome to the whole movie. It goes oh on for way too God. long. Oh, my God. It's just... It goes on forever. And, like, yeah, so the, all this while Cindy LeHoo's being sucked into the into the postage sorting machine and... Yeah. Yep. And and then she could get smashed by something that smashes presents with a fragile stamp. The Grinch is getting ready to leave. The dog bites his butt. So he saves her. Redemption or something. Sure. It's never really she... articulated why he saves her. I think he has some kind of excuse later, but even dramatically. Yeah. I mean, the whole point is, like, the movie suggests that he saves her because he, well, he, he still he, has some says, heart. Thanks for saving me, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> and he says, is that what you think I did? And it's, I, you just were properly packaged. And then he wraps her like a gift. It's funny shit. Her dad comes in, unwraps her, thinking she was just practicing her Xmas present wrapping. Oh. And the voiceover asks, if the Grinch is so bad, then why did he save me? Maybe he wasn't so bad. Maybe. Just maybe. And it's a terrible rhyme, you guys. Yeah, that's... The, even when they're trying to add rhymes onto the original story, it's just kind of like, like shoulder shrugging. You know I don't what? Know. 
There's... Hey, you know what? Dr. Seuss is a beloved rhymer. He did great rhymes. Let's write our own. Does We're good, too. the cadence Let's see of... just how bad we can do. <laughs> it's just... Fucking someone just had the rhyming dictionary rats. open, and it just doesn't matter if there's any kind of, like, flow to the rhymes or anything. It's just like, whatever, as long as it rhymes. It's like... It's like, it's, it's like someone writing a terrible rap for a fucking used car lot commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they go home, and her mom... Played by what's her butt? Is that uh, someone? I didn't even. It's Molly Shannon. That's Molly Shannon. Was yeah. Molly Shannon the thing then? I guess that yeah, is twenty she was years fresh ago. Fresh off the Saturday. See, I don't know. I, wait, so not fresh. I don't is Molly know, Shannon old enough? I was gonna say. I thought Molly Shannon was more like an early odds thing than. Okay. She's probably she's probably a little older than you I or around your age. I do like the shtick of, of the same ageish of Will Ferrell. Because this is a Christmas movie directed by a baby boomer, you have to have some character fixated with hanging Christmas lights. And I yeah. do like the idea, at least it's Bill Irwin's wife rather than him. Because that's always like, the mm. it's always the guy who has to uh, uh, fucking be the king of the Christmas lights champion in the neighborhood. I do like it's random. Like that, I mean, that's the Terrorist. only character Cindy Lou whose mom gets is that she's into Christmas lights. But it is, at least it's a funny role reversal. There is a place uh, a couple miles from our house that uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's so many lights... They've got a main, like uh, two mangers, like yeah. 12, 12 different plastic Santa Clauses, a whole bunch of snow. It, it looks ridiculous. Hey, do they have to build their own like the, major power station right outside of town? Probably, yeah. but the person next door, just in Christmas lights, put the words "ditto" with an arrow pointing <laughs> towards their house. Yeah, but that's yeah, we, okay. We drove by it, and Kelsey's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "It's fucking tacky," and she's like, "Where's your Christmas spirit?" I'm like, "Do you know who I am?" Yeah. Man, but anyway, it was but anyway. As, as a kid, my family, we would go to a, uh, the, one of the rich neighborhoods in Pittsburgh uh, and check out the Christmas lights. And it was funny over the years, uh, we uh, we would see like the like more and more of these uh, houses in this one neighborhood get more and more decorated. You could kind of see as the years went on the escalation of the Christmas light war until mm -hmm. uh, they started get, uh, introducing like uh, boom boxes and blasting music at each other to the point we stopped oh, going yeah. go, because. Go. It was Walk like through Peacock Lane in Portland. It was like an audiovisual assault after a while. It wasn't just a passive like, oh, look at these Christmas trees. But you go there and like each house would be blasting its own Christmas music with like the lights flashing in se in, in sequence with whatever music they were blasting. And of course, yeah. you have a whole neighborhood doing that. It's just like, oh my god, why am I here? It's like being in anyway. So shut up. Anyway, yeah, she's doing all her lights. She took all the lights from inside to put them outside so she could have more lights because oh, she wants yeah. to beat her neighbor. Wugga wugga wugga. Who's that one lady the baby, baby boomer Hollywood types are convinced is a hot middle-aged lady? You know what the funny thing is? I only really know her as the, uh, thanks to Tardy the Party. Uh, she's uh, the lady who uh, co-ran the uh, summer camp from Adam's Family Values. Mm, I know the actress. Yeah. Her name is Christine Baranski. I guess in the last couple of years she's had a, uh, <coughs> a career resurgence because, was it The Good Fight? There's a couple CBS law shows that she's on in the last uh, decade that she's been in that she's yeah she's i guess she's suddenly won a bunch of emmys but yeah she was in a bunch of stuff in the 90s too oh she's also in chicago but yeah she's suddenly she's the hot sexy human who who lives next to the who's uh yeah she doesn't have a note she doesn't you have gotta a put snout. those big air quotes around the hot sexy <laughs> but bill. no but it's also 
this movie's weirdly thirsty for this character. Cause it's This movie's horny as fuck! <laughs> Why is the Grinch who stole Christmas so horny? It's specifically horny for this character, because she comes out, she's wearing like the sexy, like from the like Brie uh, well not a Brie Larson, uh Allison Bree's costume from community, where it's like she's wearing the sexy Mrs. Santa outfit with high heels, and it's just like Jesus Christ, and yeah, okay. So she uses a cannon to shoot lights at her house. Does it add anything? No, <laughs> no it doesn't. It's just Is it funny? No. Does it waste her time? Yes, it does. And I guess Molly Shannon's all like, oh my god, I've been outdone by sexy neighbor Christine Baranski. This movie's fucking weird. <laughs> it's very god weird. Damn. It doesn't know what it wants to yeah. Who is it? Hey, Bill. Question. This is the only time Who's this movie this? feels like it has a soul when it, when it's horny for Christine Baranski. <laughs> I'll ask you right yeah. now. Hey, who's this movie for? I that's well again <laughs> because there's no thought to this movie. It's just corporate byproduct. It's it's is it, it's is simultaneously it, is it for, for everyone but no one because there was no thought about who this movie was for. It's just random. It, the movie's for whoever's watching it at any given time. That moment is. I've ne I've never actually sat down and watched the animated version. Is it for people that are nostalgic for that version? I, you've never seen the cartoon version. No. Wow, okay. Why would I do that? I like the idea that I could just make up shit about the original cartoon version. Like, oh yeah, no, there were sexy who's in the original version, too. <laughs> They're all drawn with their tits out and everything like that. I mean, I might have seen it at one point, but I didn't care for it. Sure, I mean, whatever. if someone stuck a gun to your head, you could recognize it if you saw cells from it or something like that. You know what, yeah, actually? I've seen chunks. The, the, the dog Max that they have, the, the Max is probably one of the more faithful recreations of anything from the original cartoon in this, because whatever breed yeah. of dog that they chose and that they made up and died as far as kind of looks like Max, but... But yeah, no, anyway. but this, I get it, because it's corporate byproduct and no one is really caring about what they were making. Yeah, the movie's just totally scattershot tonally and in terms of content and, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the perfect example of Hollywood just cranking out product it's, without uh, putting any thought into it, just hoping that it's too this would accidentally turn scary in... scary to be for tiny kids. And especially, and usually I'm fine with that, but when you have a movie like this that's hoping to become like this beloved holiday classic, but no more thought or care has been put into this than any other crappy Hollywood bullshit, then it's even just, it comes across as even extra cynical, especially for a movie whose message is supposed to be like anti-materialistic and stuff, and this, again, uh, for a movie that exists only to make rich people, rich Hollywood people richer. They're, yeah. So it's mm -hmm. just extras. Oofa doofa. Anyway. So, uh, Grinch makes, makes a prank phone call later about fridges running before heading home to the dump via a dump it to crump it. Oh, yeah. This, right. this shoot thing becomes a big plot point throughout the film. Yeah. Like, oh, it's the name of the mountain he lives on. Yeah, okay. Mount Crump it. Crump yeah. It. Sure. So they dump their garbage where he lives, the monsters. Which is not from the original cartoon or the book, but I, it, it just does be lend into an interesting moment at the end of the film, which I'll yeah. talk about later. But well, I, that's actually yeah. one of the nice touches, nice additions that this movie makes. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. So someone says, hey, everybody loves that scene in, in Hook where the little girl oh, sings, right? You tweeted Let's about this. Let's do that, too. You tweeted about this, and I was like, oh, no, there's a Hook song? No, I just sent you a direct That's message. That's what I just it sent was. you a, a, a text being like, oh, hey, what? And because, again, because this movie is just corporate fucking byproduct... It, there's no. It's not like this movie's trying to be a musical, so it's not like there's a bunch of yeah. musical numbers. They just needed one song that they hoped would become a holiday hit that, that would become an extra profit channel for this movie. And so you just random have fucking Cindy Lou Who random sing this random like ma fucking Mariah Carey song about Christmas. You know what? It's as good as any other Christmas song. 
don't want that. There's uh, there's some okay Christmas tunes. But no, this is totally so, just... They're all in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Fucking, it's Cindy so, Lou Who with her fucking little Chuck Jones eyelashes and her big goo-goo eyes just staring at a Christmas tree mm-hmm. saying, Wee Christmas! And just the most, the movie stops dead in its tracks to have this three-minute music video. And it's just, yeah. fuck it, I just want to dropkick this kid in the fucking face. Oh my god! I, I don't f- think she's that bad. Ah. But you, you have you, you, you have a very low tolerance for children in movies. They did something to her. I swear to God, it looks like she's wearing glassy contacts in her eyes, not to change the color of her eyes, but to make her eyes always look glossy and starry mm-hmm. all the time. And I'm like, oh Maybe. my god! I wouldn't put it past Hollywood. Yeah, I wouldn't be so surprised. After that, that um, <laughs> Man, we sadness hate this movie. moment. <laughs> He, uh, the Grinch goes home. He walks behind a changing screen where he makes garbage noises for a little bit. <laughs> and then he walks out with a robe on. Why? This is, oh, this is one of those things where if anyone had cared about this movie, there would have been some judicious editing just to keep the pace of the film moving on. But no, because I guess like I, they I, felt I guess obligated. They were like, hey, hey, Jim. Do something funny behind the screen. And he's like, okay. And because no one cared about the shape or the pacing of this film, they decided to keep every bit of ad-libbing that Jim Carrey did on set in the film. And so half of this movie is just the Grinch just randomly doing and saying shit. That's just, Mm -hmm. like, whatever. It's just weird Jim Carrey bits. Yep, he looks at an x-ray. His heart is still down half a size. Okay, he jumps on a bed, checks his messages. He has no one. The x-ray thing is actually something taken from the cartoon, but Mm. it's not used the same way here, but yeah. He checks his outgoing message where he says, if you leave one syllable, I'll hunt you down and gut you like a fish. It's a needed scene. So then he uses his... He uses a zip line to fly down to his recliner, which is actually a decent stunt that I had to, like, I, I went back and I watched twice because I was like, that was actually impressive. Yeah. He did the zip line and landed in his chair. And if that was actually Jim Carrey, it's even more impressive. Um, I do like the bit where he lands in the recliner, throws his uh, socks off, and they run away. And then yeah, he, great, he, grabs, squeal. he grabs a bottle of beer and just starts eating the glass. I thought that was actually kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he says it's a good year. Yeah. <laughs> this is so stupid. So... Yeah, but he also sticks his finger down his throat to gag himself for, <laughs> I don't know, all right? A too far, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, he says he doesn't know why he ever needs to leave this place. He's got all the company he needs right there, and then a prolonged joke of him talking to his echo. You can totally see where this is co- Again, this, I like where they're going with this, but it could have been tightened up again with just a little bit of editing. But, you know, it, it's funny because the echo starts making fun of him because he, he yells out into the echo. He says, you're stupid. And yeah. it says calls it back, and it's just like, yeah. yeah. It's just showing how lonely he is because he's been living. Yeah, he he munches on some more glass and is like, "Am I only eating because I'm bored?" And then that'll end. <laughs> God, that is Sean Connery. Now that I think about it, ah. yeah. So Cindy goes to some old Who's to learn about the Grinch and and Who babies are dropped from the sky on umbrellas, but they're like, hey, give it a Susie name, so they're like, Umbrella Rarellas. Yeah, god, this is the weird... Yeah. This... <laughs> I... 
to be. I appreciate how weird this movie gets by accident. I don't think they realize how odd this movie is. No. But yeah. So the baby Grinch shows up on Christmas Eve looking like some gross practical. It's like uh, Baby Yoda got thrown into a furnace. Well, that's the tweet I made last melted. night where I yeah, can totally see. That, I, I would assume that the people marketing this movie thought like the baby Grinch was going to be the baby Yoda of its day. But no, it's just. I mean, it's actually pretty good. I mean, you can totally tell <laughs> it's made by the same guy who made the Mupp, uh, made the Gremlins from Gremlins 2. Hey, Bill. Well? You wake up in the morning and you throw a sheet back and it's like the Godfather scene with the horse head, except it's the baby Grinch. What ha What do you do? Just smash. I just roll over with my fat body and smother it to death, and then just sell the sell the baby to science. Oh God! And oh, the weird thing. So is, yeah, the... I'll let you rant for a while about how ugly this take a fucking piss? thing is. No, I'll just let you go. Oh no! It's just it's the weirdest thing that the baby lands lands in front of a swinger sex party. Oh yeah, I was gonna let you rap before we mentioned that. It's a fucking key party where everybody's put their keys in the f <laughs> Who is this movie for? <laughs> like, what? I, I, I can are, see, you like, think that- it goes Why are the- The kids are in the audience gonna be like, Hey mom, dad, why are they putting keys in a pool? No, I mean, the, a, a quick parent will be like, Well, because they're getting fucking drunk as fuck and they don't want to drive- I mean, but I have to it's admit- It's this fucking swingers party. I have to admit, this version of The Who's, because the original cartoon, The Who's are all Christ- Like, they're all Ned Flanders's. They would definitely not have a swingers party. But I do have to admit that, like, turning The Who's in this live-action movie into a bunch of material realistic fucking sex fiends <laughs> maybe an improvement it not, doesn't it, it fucks up the story but in terms of like if you're gonna make a movie about these people at least makes them more interesting but yeah yeah they they, they cut out the line where like anthony hopkins is like and the adam and eve.com's budget grew three sizes that day god yeah uh, and you know what, actually, the, whatever, the baby Grinch, that's just fucking weird, but I actually do, like, they suddenly jump forward a couple years, you get to see, like, ten years, it's like eight-year-old Grinch, and mm -hmm. did you, <laughs> this is the other bit of trivia I looked up, this eight-year-old Grinch is played by, the dude, like, was, like, in his mid-twenties when they made this. Uh, oh, no, he was not, he, was he died it? when he was 20. Well, that's, I think he died just a couple years after this was made. Yeah, he died in 2002, so he wouldn't Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. So he was made. famous at the time for... He, did you ever see Passions? I saw chunks of Passions. Passions I never was watched fucking... You know what? The only reason I knew about Passions was because of the character he played on Passions. He played a kid... He played... Well, it was actually... Yeah, it was a boy. He played this character named Timmy, who was a mm -hmm. doll that was brought to life and turned into a small <laughs> child who mm -hmm. went around and did weird shit all the time. But, you know, yeah. and, and it was played by this guy who, he wasn't a dwarf. He was, uh, he had some other thing where instead of just being a dwarf, or a little person, whatever you want to call him, um, instead he was one of those people who, like, they even though they growed up, they still like, look like they're still like an eight-year-old child. And he growed up. He growed up, because I used the English good. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but yeah, so it isn't quite the same kind of dwarfism that, like, you know, it's not like a... Uh, yeah, more like Emmanuel Lewis. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so he got a lot of roles for, like playing like creepy, weird little kids and stuff like that. And that actually kind of made him perfect for this because he it's still a little kid. You can believe this being an eight-year-old child, but like because he's an adult, he can still have like a natural performance that kind of ties into what Jim Carrey's doing really well. And again, the makeup is really nice. And so it's actually kind of creepy how great this like kid Grinch is. And this is the heart of the movie where they really made the Grinch yeah. sympathetic and really highlight just so, how horrible all the Who's are and how much they deserve to die. Yeah, they they talk the the. 
two ladies who I guess that's that Descendy talks to, I guess, or his his lesbian mom. I guess so, yeah. And and they talk about what he was like as a kid. He was still ugly, but somehow not as ugly as his ugly, ugly, ugly teacher who is gross, gross, gross to look at, and I hate her face every day, all day. <sighs> Going back to before this movie was made, I don't know how I hate it all the way back to the history of time, but I hate it down You think life. she's uglier she's than gross. anyone else in the movie? Because they all have the same noses and Chuck Jones eyelashes and everything. There's something about her that's <laughs> That combination just of that so actress gross. plus the makeup is just extra just horrifying to you. Like, oh, what's the thing called between your 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 nose and your your lip? They give her like yeah. a big one of that. That's in a just movie too that much. has Clint Howard in the same makeup, you're more freaked out hey, by this lady than you are Clint Howard. How did they make Clint Howard look worse than Clint Howard? <laughs> I think it's actually cute. I think because <laughs> Clint Howard's always already a monster of a man, so making a kind of a <laughs> twee monster of a man, I thought was actually kind of cute. Did you think he put on that makeup and said, "I look good"? <laughs> this is an improvement. <laughs> I may just make this permanent. So oh the Grinch God. had a crush on Martha May, who was the kid version of yeah, Christian Baranski's character. Yeah, yeah. And she Mary, flirted with I him from like a distance. I think it's like Mary Lou Huvier or whatever her name is. Yeah, I, she yeah. she flirted with him by di- from a distance by licking on a lollipop because that's what you need in your kid's film: a small child licking on a lollipop while seductively. Yeah, it's weird because yeah, yeah, you've got this like quote unquote hot fifteen-year-old girl who's got this Dr. Seuss hair licking on a lollipop, and it's like like this weird Lolita Dr. Seuss thing, which is like, oh. So he's supposed to be eight, so is she also supposed to be eight? Uh, no, because she. this is obviously like a, like a teenaged girl, but yeah, it's, she's definitely not eight years old. But it's just, but like he is like an eight-year-old, because she's like, he's only half as tall as she is. And so, mm-hmm. but then she's all like, oh, She's like the fucking with him, but like, oh, I always wanted to fuck a. No, she does have a crush on him. Yeah, well, that's. I do like how it jumps back to Christine Baranski, where she's like, obviously wants to fuck the Grinch hard, even then as an adult, and she's trying to hide yeah. it. And she says something about how much she loves like green, green Grinch fur or something like that. <laughs> Cindy Lou, who's like, I don't even ask. I'm like, Christine. Well, she's like, did I have a crush on the Grinch? Oh yeah, no. and, and like, I do I like Christine Baranski. She's that. like wet right there in front of Cindy Lou, who just go. <laughs> Yeah, it's and like, the oh mayor, my god. The mayor was also a kid in that class. He was a chubby piece of shit. Yeah. Tell the Grinch, y'all, you don't got a chance with her. You're eight with a beard. Which, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have a beard. He doesn't have any facial hair. What are you Again, talking about, Again, so little movie? care. Like, whoever wrote the script didn't think to talk to the makeup people. Or they didn't even bother to change his, the script on his set. His face is the one it's part the one of part. him that doesn't have I hair. I can see if they made fun of him for having sideburns, because he does. But it's the one... It's... Again, no. the basic, the basic little detail like that they couldn't even get right because they didn't give a shit. The other kids laugh. Martha tells the Grinch she loves X Xmas the colors, the reds, and the greens. Oh yeah. Mm. So the Grinch went home, made her some shit tree topper, <laughs> but worries when he looks at the beard because of the beard he doesn't have. Yeah. So the next day he shows up. I can't after believe this beard shaving. thing becomes so essential to the plot of this movie. It's not existent yeah. beard. He shows up with a bag on his head at school, and then the kids laugh at his gift for Martha May because it's a shitty tree topper, <laughs> and the teacher's like, hey, take the bag off, which he hides his face behind a book, and then he hides his face behind a shoe. And hey, I thought he was going to butcher his whole head, you know, like shave like pits of the chunks of his actual no. hair on top of his head. Off. No, he's just got some nicks with paper towels on him on his face. Oh, no. Like on his forehead, too, and shit, like, yeah. 
All the you kids know what? Laugh. I'm watching Even... this right now, and the teacher they gave her like bat ears, so she does have a, yeah. a little bit different makeup than everyone else. I can see why you're extra kind of horrified by this. Yeah. Even the teacher chuckles at the sight of him. I don't think this bitch fits fit to teach children. Yeah. Well, and the fact that she he's... goes out of her way to specifically humiliate this kid because he's obviously hiding for yeah. a reason, and then she laughs at him with, along with all the other kids. Yep. She's and, awful. Oh my god. And then he screams god. he hate and he hates Christmas. He throws a tree, which Martha May's like, he was so strong. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh god. He runs off. She's sad about it. She cried while she was a kid, whatever. Yeah. He climbed a mountain to get away from all these horrible, horrible assholes. And why would anybody blame him? And thank goodness we had a backstory now. For the Grinch. Yay. Grinch needed. All we've ever needed was this the show. Now it was it was it was very nice of the Who's and his two moms to go searching for him in the mountains. Uh, yeah, yeah, no one cared. and No one gave a shit. Just crossed his I can't rolls. imagine why he hates Christmas so much. Oh, God. And all we've and then, done is shown fucking, how... Yeah, go ahead. Fucking then the movie has the audacity, the fucking gall, to have the very next line in this movie be, So for whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood out of his cave, hating the Who's. What the fuck are you talking about? You just showed you us just the reason he hates the Who's. You just spent half an hour of like... screen time showing us why he hates the Who's. We, it's obvious why he hates the Who's. You can't be like, I don't know. Well, what yeah, I... It's it's one of those things where they're taking text from the books and the, from the special and not adjusting it to fit the fucking movie they're making so it doesn't make sense. And it's the tiniest That's thing. It's awful. just text. That Anthony Hopkins is reading. You can literally take five minutes to adjust that. So this this fucking like two hundred million dollar live action blockbuster film you're trying to make will make more sense. But no, they just say, like, ah, "Fuck no. it." It's minimum amount of effort to try to like weasel people out of their money to see this movie. Doctor Seuss: How the Grinch Stole Christmas, sponsored by McDonald's. It's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's. It's a good time for the great taste. Don't be fooled into thinking that a drink will make your problems go away. It won't. Alcohol only adds another problem. Be smart. Don't start. Yummy fruity pebbles and apples. Oh, oh here comes you know who. Yabba dabba fruit delicious do. Oh, ho, ho, I'm uh, hungry. Santa, my pebbles! Your pebbles! Tis the season to be sharing, Fred. Happy holidays, pal. Oh, Fred. Fruity and Cocoa Pebbles cereals, part of this nutritious breakfast. <laughs> oh, hurry, Grimace, the movie started! More excitement than ever, full of thrills and chills. What could it be? McDonald's Happy Meals, starring... Hamburger! Soft drink! And fries! All oh, regular size! I love movies with a happy meal ending. <laughs> When you buy McDonald's Disney Favorites Happy Meal, you could get a punch-out book, a sticker book, or a magic paint book. And now Cinderella can go to the bar. Need a ride? McDonald's Disney Favorites Happy Meal. You can collect all four. So the Grinch is mad because a hoofalation is about to start. So he needs a sedative. He, he takes him out to his own head. Which I also did at this point in the movie. I couldn't take it anymore, so I was done. I do like the done. bit where, like, uh, it shows him yelling, uh, he's just going through the Who Hope phone book, just yelling names at people, just how much they hate them. I yeah. thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. 
but yeah. Yeah. So Cindy's gonna do something drastic at the Hoovalations. A joke about her mom taking a traffic light as a decoration for the house. A car crash sound. Great. And the way it's just staged is the most just it's not funny at all. It's just a, like it's first no. take, just like whatever. Don't just to get it. The only the only good thing about it is hopefully some who's died. <laughs> Decrease the surplus population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so they're gonna nominate somebody for the Whoville holiday cheermeister. Cindy nominates the Grinch. Shocking everybody. They use the same, like, five crowd gasp and shock sound effects in this movie, like, 50 times. Yeah, it's totally... I mean, especially, like, uh, 20 years on, we've become much more... Like, we can pick out these same sound sound effects used out because, the, the like, yeah. all these movies are pulling from the same sound effect libraries. But, like, it is, like, the same, like, <gasps> gasp, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the mayor tries to be like, nah, the book says this and that. But Cindy argues with him saying, like, it should go to the soul who needs it the most. And she thinks that's the Grinch. In every crowd shot where they show various people is a disaster. I hate it. Well, because everyone's supposed to be... The, I, I, the costume design for the Who's are supposed to be, like... It's supposed to be really loud and, I guess, trying to show off how fucking materialistic they are is so everyone's got just crazy elaborate costumes but it just turns Her into dad noise has a bowl of eggnog on his head i'm watching it now and a lot of the characters actually have bowls of actual fluid eggnog that are dripping all over the place it looks fucking disgusting it looks like they don't explain it, it looks like everyone just got buckets of cum on their heads it's just fucking <laughs> terrible so the mayor's like sure but the grinch will never come down and when he doesn't the mayor will wear the crown Thank you for the random rhyme out of nowhere. That doesn't Either even do make it sense. All or none of it. Ah, oh, fucking Christ. So the Grinch is woken up by the Who's singing, tries to drown it out, various methods. Cindy climbs the mountain, and and Grinch, Grinch does dumb sight gags to drown out the sounds, and he can't yeah, hear the knocking, like, he's so... Yeah, he's pouring, like, metal into mixers and doing all this crazy mm -hmm. shit, and just, yeah. Jackhammering, and... She uses a doggy door to go inside, finding him getting his head slammed between two symbols of a giant... Uh, symbol clapping monkey. They actually spent so a lot of money on this giant monkey prop. Yeah. Fucking well, okay. So she taps him and he tries to ask scary as the cameraman has an inner ear infection and keeps swaying from side to side. And he says he's scary or something and rips a t-shirt off his body? Yeah, they're, and they're going for an Incredible Hulk here thing. Are they? Because yeah, he's Why green. Why did they make it the Incredible like, Hulk colors? Even like, it's just away. a plain white T-shirt. Yeah, I, I don't know if you mentioned that Cindy Lou who randomly walks up to his like that that she's like come into his his, his fortress yeah. while he's freaking out like this. Yeah, she's also tapping. they never establish exactly like okay, so she's just nominated him to be the Hubilation celebration whatever dude. They never yeah. they never explicitly state what the hell that's supposed to be, and they never mm. show exactly what happens after she nominates him. And I guess later yeah. on it's just shown that he, I guess for whatever reason, they did vote to give him this award. Oh, I guess she's yeah. she's coming up to tell him that he did get the he award, announced. right? Okay, yeah. 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 Okay. To invite him, so, um... So even, to, they're not there. communicating to the audience what the stakes are. It's just, hmm. Basic story. She's there to issues. invite him to be the holiday cheermeister. Sure. Okay, that's Remember what that is, yeah. Remember that scene from the book? So we love that She part. tells him... Yeah, you hate Christmas. I've been having my doubts too, but shit, boy, you gotta come get your award. And he likes the idea of an award, because that means there's losers too. So also, the mayor wasn't very happy about it. And Martha May will be there, and he he wants her, her sweet, sweet cans. So, um... Sure, whatever. He'll go, maybe. And then he sends her off in a garbage chute back to Whoville. Yeah, the crumpet tube or whatever, yeah. And, 
And then the Grinch starts talking himself into going, but I, he doesn't know what he'll wear. He puts on a skirt, but then the dog snickers or something, and then he tells Max it's not a skirt, it's a kilt, and he rips it off to reveal a garter belt on his left leg. Yeah. And I laughed, not because the joke was funny, but because I couldn't fathom why that was put in the movie. I just put my head in my hands and laughed because I was like, why? Dude, Fucking why? Was that just like something cooked up on a whim? Did they just happen to have a garter belt on set? Was this something that was in the script? That yeah. like, suddenly sexy naked Grinch is running one wearing only a garter belt? Like, who fucking came up with that? Like, yeah. And Out, Outside, there's a, there's a who yodler. The Grinch steals his lederhosen. Presumably okay. murders the guy, because we never see him mm -hmm. again, but he's got, suddenly... I guess this is Jim Carrey. He didn't want to wear the full Grinch costume for this whole, like, middle third of the movie. And so, like, yeah, now he's wearing, like, shoes and socks and, yeah, a like, fucking lederhosen. Oh. So, while the Grinch is arguing with himself if he should go or not, the mayor says he, he goes isn't for there. A while, the, yeah. the celebration and the award goes to the runner-up, who happens to be the mayor. But Max, the dog, opens a trap door to send the Grinch into town. And and good job, movie, somehow making Clint Howard even harder to look at. And and they say the mayor is going to get the award, but the Grinch comes flying in from the garbage chute, bounces around for a little bit, and lands face first in the Martha's maze tits. Hello, Martha. And it's just like and like Martha's all turned on by it too, and it's just like what the this this movie's oogie. We don't like it. This movie's I'm, so I'm the horny. biggest horn dog pervert in the world, and even I'm just like, I don't know about this. No. Uh. So. And then. <laughs> this is so I feel like I'm having a fever no. to just rewatching this while we're talking about it. That's my favorite page in the Grinch book. I don't think they captured it quite right in the animated version. Thankfully, the live-action adaptation it would nails be fascinating. the Grinch flying into If I ever get the free hey, time, Bill. I would totally re-illustrate yeah, re the Grinch Stole Christmas with the yeah. weirdest moments from the live-action adaptation. Yeah. You're really good at, at aping art styles. You should totally Because I could totally see <laughs> do the this. Dr. Seuss caricature of Christine Baranski <laughs> with her hard I mean... nipple sticking out of her top. <laughs> as like fucking cartoon I, Jim Carrey's rubbing his face all in it. Oh. I mean, didn't Doctor Seuss? I mean, he was well known for having an affair when his wife was dying of cancer. Yeah. But what? What? Wasn't he a fucking horn dog? Oh yeah, he was too? a horn dog. He was on a boat drawing naked ladies and shit like that. So yeah. it's not like. Yeah, I'm sure he would not have approved of the, the horniest parts of this movie. But yeah, a lot. I, I, some people hold him up as like being this like Mr. Rogers, like ethereally, like childlike. No, the, the dude he liked to get his dick wet, and yeah, yeah, and it's not like he was a sleaze bag or anything like that. He was just a dude. I mean, he did make yeah, he was he made some questionable life choices, but he was just a guy. Yeah, he smoked yeah. cigars. He watched sports. Like yeah, he wasn't yeah, he wasn't precious yep. about himself. So anyway, uh, after the tit scene. Uh, he, he said, he says he wants the award, uh, but first the family reunion, the mayor says that, and the Grinch is shocked that those two old biddies are still alive. Does he actually say and, that? Because that'd be crazy. Yeah, oh he God. says, I can't believe you two are still alive, or something yeah. like that. And, um, and these two, hey, here's those two fucks that never looked for their child on the mountain. Aren't they great? This goes on for and, this is again. This is all just fluff. It's just killing time because this, yeah. this uh, like the whole celebration of the Grinch, and they, it's hard to tell how much of this is like legitimate and how much they're just trying to torture him to death because they don't like him. 
The movie really I, never I communicates. Think it's all supposed to be legitimate. Yeah. Because they dress him up in a Christmas sweater, put him on a chair, carry the chair around, make him judge pudding where they shove spoons full of puddings into his face. And they do this like with somebody three off times. screen. Somebody off screen saying, "This one isn't pudding." And I don't get, I don't even know what the joke is supposed <laughs> Did, to be like. <laughs> this is my semen. Enjoy what. And they keep, this movie's horny they just, enough. Like three times then, if it's a bit where like like the, they, the the Grinch is sitting there, people are just shoving food into his mouth. They do a conga line. Then they make him judge fruitcake and fudge. He wins a sack race by pushing pushing over a child. He's super hyped for winning, having a good time. Hey, thank goodness he's already got the Christmas spirit. Fifteen minutes into this thing, oh, what's that? Was that Bill? You say we still have fifty more minutes to go. No, of this, this the film is not even. That half is over disheartening. Yet. That is very, very disheartening. Uh, you know what? Actually, them reconciling this way would not actually be the worst ending for this story. But of course, no. This is all just still useless setup for still the so, basic story of how the Grinch stole Christmas has not even yet begun. Oh no, my god! So they give, before they give him the award, they give him a gift. Hey, it's an electric razor like the one he used as a kid to fuck up his face. It's a gift of a Christmas shave. He shockingly does not like it. No, and it's this. Then, this seems to suggest that it's this is just all the doing. The mayor just trying to humiliate the Grinch. Yeah. So it to humiliate him further. The mayor proposes to Martha May in front of him, and if she accepts, she gets a new car. She stammers, not wanting to say yes, and says, Oh, all these gifts are quite dazzling. And then the Grinch scratches his finger along the car like it's a key. And This and, is the best part of the movie, in my estimation, yeah. though. This this is yeah, actually this should have been the end of the movie. Yeah. It's a good takedown. This I mean, if they had if they had changed that to this and made the, the like the who's realize that this is what made them materialistic and that's not the spirit of Christmas, sure. That okay. been, yeah, but they exactly, didn't do that. Yeah. So, um, he's like, hey, yeah, I know that. You fuckers love gifts, because you do nothing but throw that shit away where I live. And they all come to me, and I get them. And I got so many neckties in the garbage. And yet, you fuckers, you're always asking more. Give me diamonds, give me rings, give me jewelry, give me toys, give me presents, more, more, more. And he finds it all quite stupid. Christmas sucks. And hey, he does like that one mi Christmas tradition, mistletoe, and he pulls it, pulls it out a piece <laughs> oh of mistletoe, God, puts it, puts it on his asshole, and tells Whoville to kiss it, cause he wants a salad tossed for Christmas. And it should just smash cut to end credits, the end, freeze frame <laughs> on his ass with a mistletoe, written and directed by Ron Howard. And yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. Imagine Entertainment. He shaves oh a strip God. in the mayor's, the top of the mayor's head. Everybody runs around like there's fucking asteroids falling <laughs> and destroying the town. Well, he does, like, the Grinch does go get, to uh, Ron Howard's dad, steals his booze, sets it on fire while spinning it out and burns down the main Christmas tree. Yep. Oh, my God. That was, yep. That's pretty great, actually. Yeah, th as everybody flees, the Grinch calls for a taxi, which zooms past him, and he says, just because I'm green, isn't it? <laughs> This movie's so everywhere. Like, Way to get he's, racial for a moment there. Christ movie, okay, you're trying to hit all the bases. He, he steals two tiny, tiny little Who cars and gets in a Who car, and we get to watch him drive around for a while. <laughs> That's the joke. Yeah, he almost he's, does the loop-de-loop -loop to, 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 to make the local crime mafia boss happy, like Homer Simpson. Yeah, he yeah. spins out, crashes in a fire hydrant, the car's leaking gasoline, so he screams, it's gonna blow, runs, it explodes behind him. I was not expecting to see that in this movie. Because it does, like, 
the slow motion explodes and he's and just they let this man direct the star wars they're like you know what this yeah our future is safe in the hands surely this solo movie if we hand it to ron howard the guy who made all these creative decisions surely the solo reshooting the entire movie with this guy in charge will make this movie a even bigger hit than if lord miller had been allowed to uh, finish their film Oh my god! That so, that alone, ever I know everyone loves to talk shit about Chris uh, about uh, Kathleen Kennedy, but man, that is that is one of the one, one of the most questionable Hollywood uh, creative decisions I've seen anyone make in my life. But yeah, woofa doofa. So the mayor says he's disappointed in Cindy's family, and he just wants a Grinchless Christmas. Why did this story need a villain? Yeah. Why isn't it the Gr the Grinch is supposed to be the Grinch. villain until he gets redeemed at the end? This is fucking. It's terrible. I hate it. The, at this point in the movie, the movie has been completely reversed, where the Grinch is the hero and the Whoers are the villains. Especially, yeah, yeah. And, and like I mean, I know specifically the the mayor is supposed to be the specific villain, but the Whoers have been justifiably called out on their bullshit. They haven't learned a goddamn thing. No. Yeah. Sandy's in fact, sad. actually, they show up. as just... soon as he's gone. They pull out. They have a spare Christmas tree that they replaced the one he just yeah. burned out. So they're they're just trying. They completely ignore everything the Grinch just went off about justifiably and just ah. Well, she says she just, she just wanted everybody to have a good Christmas, and now it's only four hours till Christmas, and the Grinch knows the next day the Who's will play with their gifts and eat their feasts and blah blah blah. And he falls to the ground on the edge of a cliff, face down, belly belly down, and he's very upset about it. And then Jim Carrey arches his back, and to say he's got to wait, he's got to stop the whole thing. And it's 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 moments like that where I'm like, Jim Carrey is doing a good job with some of this material. You can see why he was fucking really famous for a while. Mm -hmm. But I think he just had some real questionable fucking movie picks. And yeah, I think his agent let him astray and yeah. shit destroyed his career. He was good and shit. He gave it. He always gave it his all, even in shit like this and and fucking uh, Disney's Christmas Carol. I mean, I, people. I, I, it's uh, no one. I, I, almost no one grew, who didn't grow up with Jim Carrey shit won't will not want to admit I, it. But Jim Carrey is one of the movies' like best physical comedians. I, when I was growing up, and before he was ever a movie star, when he was just on a living color, I loved the fuck out of Jim Carrey. I was the biggest Jim Carrey fan. I went and saw Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura <laughs> 2. I started to drop off. I loved him in The Mask. I loved yeah. him in Truman Show. And then after that, you know, he did, um, uh, what's the one uh, uh, with the memories? Um, uh, oh, tr no, uh, Spotless Mind. Yeah, Turtle yeah, Sun Sunshine. I saw yeah. that. That was, that was fine. I like that all right. And then after that, he just started falling down a hill. He married Jenny McCarthy, which oh, was probably did? the biggest mistake of his life. Uh, okay. And everything went bad after that. Um, and, I know and... he was like, even like, a, there was a movie called like 23 where it was like, oh, just a horror yeah. movie. Yeah. So he's not even trying to do like necessarily dramatic stuff. It's just like the most random pics of weird shit that he was in. Yeah. He, he was, was he not like, in Earth he... Girls Are Easy? He was. Yeah, okay, he was we good need to talk that. about that because so, that's him, Jeff Goldblum, yeah. and uh, what's his face from in Living. Well, he was also yeah. Living Color, but yeah. Yeah, it. I, I still I, feel. I, I really like Jim Carrey's, but movie, I, I think I think Hollywood just uh, fucking it destroyed him being in Hollywood too much and getting yeah. paid too much and having all you know it probably it overinflated his ego at some point. I. It's, Especially because I've never heard anyone talk shit about Jim Carrey, but hearing about what a monster he was supposedly 
uh, on this set of this. That bums me out, because you would hope that he would at least be chill enough to be a cool dude, but, like, yeah, it sucks to hear that he fell into the whole thing uh, yeah, of just, like, being a fucking screamo-maniac. I... Don't 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 think of me saying this in any way defending him being an asshole. No, because, no, no, I know. Yeah, no, we know it, yeah. no, no, no. It, but but if I can't imagine anybody on this movie having a good time and being happy. Yeah. But you don't take that out around the people around yeah. you. But it, like but, him but, being in this movie with all the makeup fuck, and everything, I, I can see can't. why he would be upset. There's no way to not be miserable making this Especially movie. Especially the entire movie is on his shoulders. Looking at like what how this movie's being made and like he 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 had to have known he was the only interesting part of this movie. And so yeah. on top of like all the de physical demands and time demands and energy demands of this movie. But yeah, that doesn't justify him being an asshole, but Oh, no. God, yeah, it had to be soul-crushing at the same... But at the same point, I always feel so bad for the people who made in Living Color, which was, like, I remember when Living Color first launched, it was the whole thing about, like, this is, like, the the, the first big black, uh, like, uh, comedy troupe show, and we're gonna try to mm -hmm. do this for, for black people. And the one guy who... The one white guy they hire who can make funny faces becomes the $20 million star out of the, it. And his characters were the, so stupid. My... You know, I, oh I used God. to do impressions of those characters. You know, Vera Dicosa, yeah. you know, Mistress of the Night shit. But my favorite skits he did on in Living Color were ones where he didn't have any dialogue. It was the news reporter in the, in the, in the foreground reporting something and him being one of those jack-off assholes in the background just doing <laughs> random shit on the camera. Those were the greatest skits he did. He was living color. a body anyway. but of every kid's little kid's stupid id. Like, it was yeah. just so like... Blah, 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 blah. Just yeah. like fucking... And like the way he moved and everything, he was like a human cartoon character. That's yeah. why when they made the mask, that was such a perfect... I've never seen the mask, but the I, I've seen enough clips and stuff. Oh, I, you I, need to... You, you, we should definitely do it then, because that's actually... That's, yeah, that might be... That's a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the one movie I consider um, uh, uh, Cameron Diaz like super hot in. I've seen the clips. She's an attractive like, lady. Yeah. But everything after that, she's, she's alright. She's... She's a pretty lady, but in that something about that movie, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, I've seen like yeah, she's just hanging out in a red dress, and I could see why she was. Mm, how you doing? Uh, I'm actually but gonna anyhow, add that, we need to get the mask. But yeah, so we we need to get back to this dumpster fire. Yeah. So, um, so he gets inside. His dog is dancing to Christmas music. So he throws Max out into the snow, which gives the dog a white beard. But I I accidentally wrote shite beard, which is more accurate for this movie. <laughs> And guess that gives the... that's what gives him the idea to be Santa Claus? Yep. So if the voiceover says, the Grinch laughed in his throat, and Carrie goes, ha, which I, I, I admit it, it made me <laughs> chuckle, just the way he, he laughed it in his throat. Ha. Well, this is this part where he gets into a little tiff with the narrator, too, because he starts to rhyme and he catches himself rhyming, and then he's like, I hate yeah. the... Which I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, this movie has... A, it's a, it's Moments, it's got but its not moments, enough, but yeah, not enough to actually watch it. But this so, is what the most of the movie should have been. This shouldn't be. This should have yeah. been the uh, the rule, not the exception. But yeah, yeah. now the so, actual the how the Grinch stole Christmas actually starts. We're one hour and two minutes into this two hour movie, and now the yeah. actual story from the book is started. He makes an outfit to look like old Saint Nick, and then he sings the Grinch they're song. Actually, which, uh, they're actually doing, it, they're, they're, they're recreating specific visual gags from the cartoon, like when he's cutting out his yeah, costume and it, stuff like that. It's, okay. it always it's not perfect, but it's okay. It, 
it always works to remind people of the better version of something. That's the other When you're making something. Because <laughs> hopefully you're improving, and all you're doing is showing that live action is slower and less fun than a cartoon. That mm-hmm. That's all you're doing when you're hemming this closely. Hey. Yeah. And it's Jim uh, Carrey singing let's... You're the Grinch? You're a mean let's, one? Uh... Let's uh, have him be a crash test dummy for no reason. And he's got termites in his teeth, a close-up of his mouth, which actually made me just say ew. Like little like, CGI I, termites, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just made me say ew. It's... So... Man, it... it I, this, in the original cartoon, this song was sung by Thurl Ravenscroft, who did the voice of Tony the Tiger and stuff. And yeah, that is actually... A bunch of, a bunch of voices in that Disney park. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's right. And it's interesting that they... It sounds like they got Jim Carrey to sing most of this song to, to himself, which is actually kind of interesting, because he, he's doing all kinds of weird voices and stuff. It's not as good as Thurl yeah. Ravenscroft, but it's interesting. And you know what? I think this whole sequence that it would actually be better if they didn't... Oh, may, oh, I think it's, oh, no, 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 it's over the Christmas, stealing Christmas montage, where they suddenly put pictures of Jim Carrey's face over the footage, so you can't even see what you're looking yeah. at, but anyway, so yeah. he, he's building a sleigh, uh, Max is helping him out, and it's all, yeah. and this so, is this is based off of some of the stuff that happens on the cartoon, but it goes off, yeah, into weirder, like, crash t- test dummy stuff, where there's way more weird visual gags and, yeah. and non-sequiturs in this, which is fine, so, whatever. Yeah, he sees he's, he's Santa from afar watching with binoculars. That's the weirdest thing, because Santa never shows up in the original like I, it didn't even occur to me that Santa Claus because like even the cartoon it suggests that like the, the gifts are just from the who's which also other. hey okay so um I just thought of this and I might not be able to articulate it well so uh this is a world where Santa Claus exists and it's no but all the who's all the who's have mass uh commercialism they're all consuming 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 buying because they're all buying. sending the christmas gifts and to yet, each other and everything like that and yet it's office. still a world where like if you're good and, and you believe santa claus will bring you presents so presumably you could chalk it up to the santa's <sighs> delivering the gifts to the kids that the adults have to fend for themselves because it's not like okay, santa I had guess, to drop sure. off the sports car for sexy christine baranski who or anything yeah but you know what? You know what? It'd be kind of sexy. It'd be kind of wow. sad, actually. It would be sadder if Santa Claus actually existed, and but there was a known cutoff. He just date. flew by, given the Whoville the finger. Imagine that first Christmas where you're like, you've just turned 16, and you're like, oh, Christmas is flew, uh, Santa Claus just flew over my house because I've got too many pubes for him to deliver me anything this year. That, that'd be <laughs> no, kind of sad. Don't make me too. think about Whoville pubes. Pubes. So. So he sees that, and that's that, fucking that, crazy. The fact that this is ever a, car- a story, a cartoon, and then a live-action movie is just that. Oh my god! Seeing Santa makes the Grinch realize he needs a reindeer, so he dresses the Max the dog up like one. Then he puts on a hat with USS Whoville WVN seventy baseball hat on his head and starts telling Max what his motivation motivation is. Uh, kids love the reference. Kids love it when they make fun of like the either Ron Howard or Steven Spielberg because I know Steven Spielberg is also famous for wearing uh, U.S. Navy caps when he's directing and it's just the most. Yeah, again, movie totally not really being really focused and it's like okay, I guess this is a joke. I guess it makes Ron Howard laugh, so we need to keep it in the movie. So. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, they blast off in the sleigh, and it spins, scares them, it goes on. And then eventually, it levels out, and they fly into town while everybody's asleep. His first stop is Cindy's house. He dives in, and buddy's to the chimney, but he's too hippie. He's got too much of a, a juicy ass. 
I do like their, their house. They have a giant stuck. lighted display that says Santa, like, enter in here through the chimney. Right? Maybe it's not Cindy mm. Lou's house, but it's one of the houses, which I thought that was actually pretty ballsy to do, but yeah. Um, he goes down, sends out moths to eat the stocking, and sucks up all the gifts with a vacuum. And this is all, all food from the fridge for the feast. This is all try. It's all trying to replicate uh, things almost on a shot-by-shot -shot basis from the cartoon. No, no, we're not to that yet. No, 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 but like even like like. The, oh, is it actually this? The part sucking too? all this stuff. Yeah, this, the, this. Oh, I thought it was just the montage. This is the meat and the bones of. Well, and then it turns into a montage. Well, actually, most of the montage is kind of made up, actually. But this mm. stuff, well, like he steals the last can of who hash. He steals the roast beast. This is all taken directly from the cartoon. But because it's live action, it's slower and less interesting. Like again, like they could have still done this, but like even if they just staged it differently, it would have been it wouldn't uh, pale in comparison so much to the cartoon if they had like done their own. I don't know, but it's just it just yeah, it's it's just a worse version of the cartoon at this point. Yeah. That's the end Sorry, of the show. We're the, giving up. I closed my door. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry the party's I, I figured you were gonna talk. <laughs> I figured you were gonna talk for five minutes, so I had two seconds to close my door. No, I that's, was wrong. <laughs> that's totally cool. I'm not paying first... attention to myself. I, 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 I caught myself actually gearing up for a rant, and then I was like, I mm. just, this is not worth it. The first it. Yeah. time in history. Yeah, and I was like, I so, can't. I, I, I was winding up for that pitch and just went, ah, fuck it, I'm going home. And then dead <laughs> silence on your end, I'm like, did Daniel kill himself? <laughs> Okay. Anyhow, so while he's trying to steal the, he stole everything, oh. and then uh, while he's trying to see, steal the tree, Cindy Lou comes down for a glass of water and is like, "What up, Playa?" So the Grinch is like, "Sup, baby? I'm just saying you got you got a light out on this tree well, here, he so I'm gonna fix it and bring it back." This time, because in the original story, this is the first time Cindy Lou Who. I mean, Cindy Lou Who shows up. She's the only named Who in the original story, and uh, mm -hmm. she's the only one who actually meets the Grinch. And so uh, the Grinch doesn't have to hide because in this story, they've already set up this backstory where the Grinch and Cindy Lou Who know each other. So in order for her yeah. to think this is Santa, he has to quote unquote hide himself, even though his hands are sticking out from behind the tree. And it's obviously fucking Grinch hands, but yeah. Also, Cindy Lou Who is supposed to be two. Not, yeah. not, I just, that's the rhyme, but like, yeah, she, now yeah. she's a precocious, glass-eyed six-year-old, but anyway, shut up. Yep, so, um, he's gonna, he's gonna bring her tree back after he fixes his lights, so she wants to know what Christmas is about, so he says, vengeance, <laughs> which I thought, and he corrects He his... does that while erupting through the tree, which I thought was great, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But corrects himself and says, presents, and she's like, oh, I was afraid of that, and then after getting some water, she's sent back to bed, and she's all, hey, Santa. Don't forget to quench. I know he sucks ass and stinks and is slimy as fuck, but it's not his fault. Ron Howard and Jeffrey Price made a real shit show here. I the hope they die of fire. The Grinch is pretty sweet, I guess. So after he leaves, the Grinch says she's a good kid, just a bad judge of character. That is a pretty great moment. <laughs> yeah. So, they re I mean, look what she has to compare the Grinch to. <laughs> That's true. Horny, fucked up sex parents. Uh, they do recreate mm -hmm. uh, uh, physically one of the gas from the cartoon, which I didn't think they would even try, which is the Grinch throwing the tree up the chimney. Which they actually, mm -hmm. that's actually it's one of the actual better executed ga things they actually recreate from the cartoon. So, But anyway, mm -hmm. so that that's kind of mostly the so, crux from the cartoon, because then there's, they show a little bit more in the cartoon of him stealing. Like, there's a bit where he's like slinking under like a Christmas tree skirt, uh, which they yeah. recreate here, which is extra weird, but yeah. yeah. A montage of him stealing everything, Which, cats. This is the montage where I think this would be even more interesting if they didn't cover up the screen with this floating Grinch face for most of it. And already in yeah. an ugly movie, they make like even an uglier uh, editorial decision on top Jeez. of it. And this is the meat and bones of the story, is him stealing this stuff, and they... 
Even they fucked that up. How is there still a half an hour That's of this movie left? <laughs> you know what? And then, you know what? The whole stealing Christmas montage maybe goes on for like less than 10 minutes. And so when it's over, it's still like 25 minutes or less. And I'm like, how is there 20? Because by this point, point in the cartoon, there is literally like two minutes of story left in the cartoon. And like, if you're reading the original book, it's like a page and a half. And I'm like, how is there a fucking half hour of this left? Holy. Uh, hey, oh. hey, Bill. Yeah. Who said we need a shot of his face pressed against some glass making a butthole mouth? The fact that they had to death. specially sculpt that? Because you know you can't twist the makeup. So this someone had to sit down and spend a week sculpting it, casting it, putting yak fur on it, just to have that special version of the Gretch head makeup. Oh my god. So... You know, when we come to the war... I think this is the worst part of the movie, is when he goes to the mayor's house. I'd agree with that. He goes to the mayor's house, who's having a dream about kissing Martha May, so the Grinch so I, takes... Oh, we should also hmm? establish, I thought he was married to Martha May Huvier at this mm, point. No, because no, that's he, the he, whole point of the ring, because yeah. he's hoping to get engaged to her. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's sleeping alone in bed. Mm -hmm. But he's not truly alone when the Grinch picks Max up and has the mayor kiss his asshole. And then the dog... The dog gets CGI, CGI bulging. <laughs> it's just like, oh it my whines. god. How is this not it in the whines. trailer? <laughs> it whines and drags its ass across the carpet. <laughs> hey, everybody in Hollywood, you're all fired. I want your desk cleared out right away. Please never come back. I know I started off this podcast Please? complaining about Ron Howard, but talking about how he's just passively horrible. But this is actively, <laughs> that is war crimes worthy. Like, there needs to be a tribunal against war Ron Howard for that moment alone. Just the bug-eyed dog! Oh my, and then mm -hmm. the fucking... Oh, Jesus Christ, you're killing me, movie. Anyway, yeah, but yeah. It's bad, it's bad. That is, yeah, that is the worst part of the whole thing. The only way it could have made it worse is if he had, like, a chocolate mustache afterwards. <laughs> God, you know, I wonder Which if they probably shot that. a version of. God, and so, yeah, they show, like, the Grinch, like, stealing Sugar Plum. Uh, Sugar yeah, Plum's out of kids' dreams stuff. and shit. And... It goes on. Yeah. He flies away, and he can't fly away because he run out of fuel. So he has Max pull the sleigh to the top of the mountain to watch the Who's wake up and waits for them all to cry. And there's a joke where a cop drives to the center of town, but his car is tied to the mayor's bed, so he gets drugged there too. And the mayor has a freak out and told everybody not to invite the Grinch, but no, no one listened to me. They just listened to the little girl. He, he, he hopes, I hope you're proud of what you did, Cindy Lou. Why? Why? What does this serve? Why does this, this man is not have heartwarming. to be such a dickhole? What kind What's of come up point? are you hoping to get this, this guy? Somebody should at least her, joke about how his his breath smells like dog butt, but they don't even do that. And then her dad is like, oh, I'm proud, even if she isn't. I'm glad the Grinch took our parents. Christmas is about gifts, or it's about family, burf, burf, herf, derf, do ugly, ugly families. <laughs> and so many crowd gasps, so many. And hey, you know what would have made this work better? If it had been Martha May who gave this speech. I didn't think about that. I, especially because she is someone fucking who's anybody already... who's not a, a, her, her family member. It is weird that, like, fucking... She never steps up for the Grinch despite having a uh, crush on the Grinch and actually end up falling in love with the Grinch at the end. You'd think uh, Martha May would see what Cindy Lou's doing. Instead, she's just like one or the other who's just going, Oh, I guess maybe she is right, and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. 
That's, so, mm. Merry Christmas, everyone. So I guess Tom's now that I, I guess Cindy Lou has shamed everyone into being the the the, the anti-materialistic who's that they yeah. were in the original except, cartoon book. Except the mayor who's still acting disgusted. Yeah, does, does the mayor do anything else, or is that the end? He doesn't get any further. I, can't I mean, I know even though I just his, I finished this movie this morning. I, I know his comeuppance is so, that the Grinch fucks. Is she uh, the fucking Mary who Martha May fucks he, the Grinch rather he, than him. But he cucks her right in front of him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. Cindy goes to the mountain to see the Grinch, but she hears the singing of these monster faces singing without presence or whatever. And he he hears it, I mean, not Cindy. And he's puzzled how they sing without presence. They sing without plunge, Kim Crabler, Kremlers, whatever Mr. Burns says. And then maybe uh, <laughs> does, does, Christmas does do Does Mr. Burns say something like that? Is there an, like an homage to that in The Simpsons? I can't remember. Yeah, it's the episode where they all go on strike. And, okay. And, oh uh, yeah. Okay. And okay. Lisa sings the big cooling power because they have the we we have the power. Okay, that's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, uh, he's puzzled how they sing without presents. Maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas means a little more, but that doesn't work. Because nothing in this long-ass story no. this is... so far has proven to the Grinch that the Who think that way. They've done nothing but materialistic and rotten so far. Nothing this... they have done has made him think, hey, maybe Christmas is more than just presents and shit. Yeah. Except for Sam. You had literally Except less than 24 it. hours earlier, the Grinch had just had a fucking freak out in front of the entire Whoville. Talking, yelling at them for not believing in this point that they're making it sound like it's an epiphany to the, the Grinch right here but okay so th uh, this is what I was talking uh, getting at earlier was the irony is that the movie spends so much time setting up the Grinch's backstory that it actually turn accidentally turns the Who's into the real villains who need to be redeemed more than the Grinch does actually mm -hmm. uh, but I guess the filmmakers never stopped enough uh, never stopped long enough to realize that uh, the whole fun of the original book and cartoon was that the Who's were already perfect out of the gate and that the Grinch's actions stemmed from being a completely irrational Homer Simpson's Homer Simpson versus Ned Flanders a hatred of those holier-than-thou holier perfect neighbors. And that they get the last laugh on him by uh, them being totally fine with him being such an awful person. That's how he learns to be a better person. And this... He shouldn't be taking a lesson from the Who's. The Who's, we already talked about this, but the Who should be taking a lesson from him because he was already ahead of them on the uh, Christmas sh means more than presents curve. Yeah, also, uh, them singing in a circle, the movie doesn't make me feel like they're doing it because they are happy and don't care about presents. Yeah, they, they well, that's, that's specifically, they're, they're reenacting the ending of the original cartoon. Yeah. Uh, because they come I know, up, I know that, yeah. but the movie does a bad no, but job I'm just saying, but like, that. But because the movie, the movie's only doing that because that's what the cartoon does, did, but yeah. the, it doesn't hook up with the changes they've made to the story, so it's completely from out of nowhere. And the yeah. lessons that the Grinch is taking from seeing them do that makes no sense. Because like I said, no. it's, 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 uh, yeah, it, 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 he was right, and they they were the villains. He was actually the hero of the story, and suddenly, mm -hmm. because they've been turned by Cindy Lou Who, I wonder if he had known that Cindy Lou Who Who had shamed them into being nice all of a sudden. I wonder if his heart would have grown through three sizes, because at least from his perspective, it seems that like, oh well, they they woke up, they realized their presence weren't there. They must have. 
I must, well, th somehow, even if, uh, I don't know if he would give himself credit for having changed their minds about how uh, uh, materialistic they should be about Christmas, but that, uh, it's just, it's so conflicting against itself, because... Yeah. And like I said, they could have, with a small, if they had made this more about um, the Grinch realizing that the Who's could change, that he could change, that should be the the the, the moral that he's learning here. Not oh, Christmas can mean more than presents because he already knows that. But it should be more yeah. like if he sees that the Who's have changed, then he can change too, regardless if he knows whether or not Cindy Lou who is is the impetus for their change. But that should be the thing that bridges him and connects him with the Who's, and he comes down and gives. And it's also a little. This makes it even kind of shabbier that he ends up giving all the presents back, because it'd been more yeah. interesting that like if 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 ever, if everyone had said collectively fuck the presents, let's just hang out, we have each other. Yeah. But. Yeah, with so, uh, by specifically yeah. making this even more anti-materialistic, it's uh, it, it's more conflict. And again, because the people who made this movie, they weren't thinking about how the smaller details link together. They were just making this just for a paycheck. That's why yeah. that's why none of this hangs correctly. And this this is why this is a largely forgotten Christmas film. Yep. So then, because he hears a second, uh, he freaks out for a while, rolls on the ground, his heart grows three sizes. <laughs> And had to have emergency open heart surgery to correct it, or else he'd be dead from a large an enlarged heart within a year. Yeah, uh, this so, the way the cartoon does it better is that uh, the 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 sled is about to go crashing down the mountain, and the Grinch realizes that the presents are going to be destroyed. He goes to grab it, and while he's trying to keep the presents from uh, rolling down the mountain and getting destroyed, that's when his heart grows two sizes or three sizes, and that gives him the strength to lift up the. Uh, the sled like mm. it does here and this way yeah they, they present like his heart growing bigger as being a heart attack and yeah. it's kind of scary and it's not like it's not like <laughs> triumphant or fun it's more like oh my god being a good yeah, person grabbing horrible. his arm and shit yeah he's actually doing the joke about like the symptoms of a heart attack it's like mm -hmm. that's one creative decision i think jim carrey fucked up in the fact they kept it in the movie because everything jim carrey did they kept it in the movie so again there's no editorial uh, uh prudence here it's just whatever whatever was done put put in the movie it doesn't matter if it makes any sense or not but yeah but this is the crux of the movie you think they should be a little more judicious about this shit but no so it's just extra gruesome and weird uh, so now he's happy and all toasty inside leaking from his face and shit and <laughs> Does he, he say that? My face gifts. is leaking. Yeah. yeah, he has to save all the gifts from falling down the hill and being destroyed. High stakes drama, since the Who's will just throw it away and it'll end back up on his mountain anyway. Yeah, yeah it's 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 yeah. So, he's not wrong about that. Yeah, so he can't. And then he's he's like, ah, they're just presents, and he's gonna let it go. But then Cindy's on top of it, saying, hey, I came to see you, cause nobody should be alone, Uncle." That's a change, cause uh, Cindy Lou Who's never a presence in the story from after the like, aside from him just sh meeting her and her home. So this whole <laughs> thing about it great if it if it had been Martha May on top there, and she said, "I just came to suck your dick." That gave him the strength that he I needed. I love that idea. The he's like under the sled. He's like for a moment, he's like, "Okay, it's just toys. Who gives a shit?" And you suddenly see one tip flop out on top of the stack of presents, another tip, and then suddenly her face coming up with a big blowjob face. And then he's like, and he doesn't even lift up the sled, and just his boner lifts it up. And then because it's a fucking Hollywood blockbuster, uh, they have to make a whole action sequence about like them suddenly sledding down the side of the mountain. This goes. Yeah. I mean, again, it's we're still 20 minutes out from the end of the 15 minutes they, out from the end of the movie. This movie. They ride back to town with all of the consumerism. The movie hates. That's yeah. Question mark. 
work. No. So again, I, they, no movie. They race. They race to town where the mom and Martha may see them coming and use their Christmas lights. They love so much. Again, it's, to it's pull taunt. It's commercialism across. saving. It's a good thing. Everyone's suddenly embracing commercialism. Yeah. They they pull the, the Christmas lights taut to stop the sled. And I laughed again. I had this. I just started laughing because why? <laughs> they just accidentally why? behead what? the Grinch and Cindy Lou. Yes. And, and what are they trying to do, accomplish? At worst, they behead a child, and at best, they get drugged behind the sleigh. They get which their is own arms ripped off. Yeah. It's so stupid. Oh, and then her dad. Her dad gets that bright idea of standing there with his arm outstretched with his to stop it. And Very no, smart. you won't destroy this. A uh, symbol of commercialism that you just burned down last night and that we've decided to embrace anyway, despite the whole moral of the story being Christmas as being more than presents or things hey, that come from the box. Hey, wouldn't it have made more sense if if he had pulled the tree out of the way and, and like, exactly. destroyed it or to something. get it out of the way? But no, the, ha the happy ending is that, okay, the Grinch has come back with everyone's Christmas in a box. And now everyone's... Yeah. And it's just the most backwards... Oh, my... God. I like, I... So then, then the Grinch proclaims Merry Christmas... And he's like, yes. Uh, the cop shows up and he's like, I'm the Grinch that stole Christmas and I'm sorry. <laughs> and the mayor's like, you heard him. And he, the cop's like, yeah, that's right. I did hear him. He said he's sorry. I the mayor's all do like, butthurt about it. It does seem that they're lending up to a big showdown between the cop and the mayor. And the mayor's like, I do like the cop. He's like, he said he's sorry. Okay, calm down. And that's, yeah. that's the end of the dramatic conflict in the story and then martha may's like i ain't marrying you <laughs> she walks up she now. sees the grinch he can hear her vagina sloshing around just dripping eggnog <laughs> oh gross and she's like my heart belongs to someone else and i'm so glad we had that romance angle for the grinch and then Cindy Lou Who gives the grinch on a cheek and she's like your cheek is so warm and then they all sing, and I hate it. It's, it's bad. bad. It is. And they have a party at his place, which, and he carves up the roast beast where he gets the gizzard. Cool. And then the movie zooms out of the snowflake, and it's the end, and oh good, a pop version of the I Miss You Christmas And meanwhile, song. one IMDb user is watching this movie being completely flummoxed about it, like, does that mean there's a miniature atom-sized Santa? Are there two Santa? Or does the one real Santa that seems to exist in our universe, does he shrink down to visit all the Whovilles and all the snow? Is there a snow? Is there a Whoville in each snowflake? Oh my, and someone, they just had a stroke and just died right there in the theater before the credits were even over. Uh, they just had time to, to update IMDb before they died. What a fucking mess. No, yeah, no, it's, 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 not only is it passively just blandly terrible, but it also completely undoes the, the, the point of the original story by adding what is actually it. kind of interesting backstory even though it's terribly done and executed but like yeah they couldn't connect yep. the pieces together in a way that made sense and that's why movies like this I mean like I said people out here I'm sure they love this movie just because they grew up with it and because they're stupid and they didn't know any better as a kid which is why I love half the stuff I love so I can't throw too many rocks that way but yeah it's not a good movie it's a bad Christmas movie yeah. Yep. Yep. It's bad. The Grinch. The Grinch is bad. Eight year well, old. Well, did you look up IMDb trivia this week? No. I I, like I said, I can get past the the, the Santa thing. Because <laughs> I got some uh, good trivia for you here. Oh, no. Uh, it's 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 not the best, but you know yeah. there were some that I was I was just looking at. And I was like I scrolled past a bunch, and I was like, nah, I gotta I gotta write that one down. 
You can't so ex- here's some... and he, There's not going to be diamonds in every river. So, yeah. Even on there's, IMDb. There's a, cu- there's, there's a couple good ones. Like, here's a bit of trivia, Bill. Mm-hmm. Did you know Tim Burton's adaptation would have been darker and the Grinch would have been a more despicable character? Let me guess. That's not trivia. And I love that's not even trivia. That's just assuming. It's not like Tim Burton was ever lined up for the movie. It's not like he did any work on it. If this movie had been filmed in 1913, it would have been a silent movie. What are you talking about? If Steven Spielberg had directed it, the Grinch would have had problems with his dad, and then Cindy Lou Who would have seen the Grinch go back to fly (laughs) over to his home planet. It's like you can do that for any director. If it had been Jonathan Nolan, it would have been a cold, calculating, technically well-made film that's totally alien to human emotion. Yeah, that's no, just... Hey, Bill, did you notice when the Grinch is hating the Who's alphabetically, there's a telescope in the background with a fake green leg. The log has laces on it, similar to the leg lamp in A Christmas what? Story. What? That That's trivia. Okay, I did notice that like, there is a weird contraption, but I wasn't... Why, if it's green, though, then it's probably not an actual callback to a Christmas Story. It's just like, whatever shit they had yeah, lying around. Yeah, no shit. What the f- <laughs> Unless it's green, because you could say, well, maybe, like, the... The Grinch is just he, like it's a it's green because it's the Grinch no, version. No, it, if it was a lamp, sure, but it's just a leg. You know what? If so, they had a shaggy green, sexy lady's leg, <laughs> that, that was a lamp. Been, yeah. That would have actually been a funny callback. But yeah, yeah. Oh no. Hey, um, when the Grinch is sucking up all the president presents <laughs> at the Lou's house, there is a goldfish in a bowl. A reference to Doctor Sue's cat in the hat. I did catch no. that. I think that is supposed to be. I don't. Is it? Ugh, gross. Because <laughs> they, they just linger on the fish long enough, and it doesn't really look like the same fish. Like, they didn't, like, mm. do, like, a Dr. Suit. I mean, it is a slightly cartoony fish, but it's not specifically, like, supposed to be the same. But I think... Mm. Oh, my God. Max, the dog, appears to understand English and by being able to obey specific commands by the Grinch. Like, what size of wrench to bring him? So that's... that's a, what? Th- dogs can understand commands. It's a and- fucking comedy with... Everyone's a cartoon <laughs> character. Like, what? <laughs> What? Oh, oh my and, god. And, uh, These... You know, we mentioned it. We mentioned, we actually kind of mentioned this, Bill, but somebody made it into trivia. <laughs> oh, no. When the heart, be- when the Grinch's heart begins to grow, his chest hurts, and he falls to the ground and wounds his hand. Except they twisted it on us. They got some trivia that we weren't expecting. Yeah. When he turns back and forth between his two injuries, his his hand and his chest, it's mimicking a similar gag in Ace Ventura when nature calls in which Ace takes a spear to each leg. No, it's not. He's having a heart attack, and his arm is... That's what happens with a heart attack, you asshole. You know what? It's funny because, like, we make fun of, like, we don't, like... We always talk about we don't try to not to get too YouTube-y about, like, our mm-hmm. details and stuff like that. Because people on YouTube, they'll make clickbait videos where they intentionally... Or, like, criticisms about movies where, like... they're Like, yeah, at a certain point with movies, you have to realize, like, okay, it's just, like, a fiction thing. Like, you can't criticize, like things some movies just because they don't like the max the dog through, thing like but the, at they least don't think through every single aspect of movie saying okay we're gonna have some art on the wall but every piece of art yeah. has to be a reference or it has but to mean something sometimes art is just art. at least i could see those people making those criticisms just because they have to have some kind of material for clickbait youtube videos to keep their channel alive yeah that's the, the amazing thing with indb users because they're throwing these fucking fussy fucking problem quote unquote uh, goofs out for free 
that don't make any sense in a movie. Like, they, yeah. they, these are the hardcore motherfuckers who are dro- dropping these little details that the, the, produ- like the filmmaker somehow missed. Yeah, they're not they're, they're, they're not doing that for fame and glory. They just legitimately think that it's an that, that it's an issue that Max can understand English or it's just like, oh my god, he's, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Love that the community. Grinch has two, the Grinch has two similarities to Jim Carrey's character Stanley Ipkiss in The Mask. In The Mask, the Grinch and the Grinch and the Mask are green in appearance, although the Mask is only green in the face. Uh-huh. And the Grinch and Stanley have dogs named Mask, Max and Milo, respectively. Uh-huh. Great trivia, guys. Uh-huh. We will have to do the Mask. That's horrifying. Yeah. That's such an early '90s Nintendo Power oh, yes. movie. I doubt like, it that's... holds up as well as I would. Yeah, I'm kind of curious because, like, yeah. I, I, I guess the one of the benefits of the CGI in that it's supposed to be cartoony, so at least it's not trying yeah. to be photorealistic, like. Lord of the Rings or anything like that, but still, also just any movie made in the '90s, regardless of Jim Carrey or the CGI and stuff, that'll be interesting. But yeah, it'll be it'll be worth it just to see it, a hot what's her face. Um, yeah, Grin, uh, the Bill, the uh, Grinch's only real victim while he's stealing Christmas is a fluffy white cat that he accidentally sucked up with a vacuum what? while stealing presents from a house. The cat survived. What do they mean by only real victim? Like the only person he actually hurt? Who the fuck knows? What the fuck? <laughs> so that's the you trivia. You imagine being married I, to one of these people the and like this, someone's like came back to see the, how the Grinch stole Christmas and they're just like, oh, the only victim in that movie was a cat that got sucked up. And like this person's like, yeah, but it survived. This. Yeah, it survived. But it survived. Wow. I've watched the movie several times to make sure it survived. Yeah. So that's the Grinch. That's bad. bad. It's bad. That's Ron Howard I, just I, fucking opening his I, asshole and just shitting on the cinema. I've heard tales that people like it. God, again, I mean, I could see if you grew up with this movie, you didn't have any. If this, if, even if they cut it down by twenty minutes, which would be very, very, very easy to do. Oh, like, it so it's like it, the original cartoon, yeah. Not two twenty minutes. Cut it down by twenty. Minutes. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so oh it's yeah, like, that's uh, true. Just tighten it but, up. Yeah. That's, there's no reason this movie needs to be almost two hours long. I could see 90 minutes or 70 minutes, but, like, yeah. This bloated state that it's in now. And I'm curious to see what people think. If you if they grew up with the live-action version, I wonder what they think when uh, if they ever get to see the, the uh, Chuck Jones version. Because there's just enough there stuff there that this movie's trying to recreate. I wonder if they go, oh, my God, this is where this came from. I, this was hard to... This is a hard watch. You know what? I have to get... The first... The, the very first part, more so than the second half. Yeah. The second half was was not that hard, but the first... It drags... Well, it has nothing parties, to do with the story. It's moves. just... It, the, the first half of the movie just exists just to justify having built this whole expensive Whoville set and hiring all these extras and making all these costumes for the Whos. And... You know, because, again, because it's, it's just... Hollywood, it just, it's just cynical Hollywood bullshit. They didn't care about what that meant for the finished film or if it makes it any good or enhances the film. It's just, we are spending this much money, so we need to move, make, move, to make the movie this long to justify all the cash we sank into it. And yeah, again, no one's caring about the artist, artistry or the finished product. It's just, we need a product. Like, that, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's how you end up with movies like this. And you know what? Although yeah. I, I can't entirely hate a movie where they intentionally give everyone Chuck Jones eyelashes. That cracks me the fuck up because that's such a weird physical detail that they recreated that. Yeah, anyway, but still, yeah. And yeah, Jim, Jim Carrey was surprisingly good, even though even though he was a dickhead on set, I guess. And 
Yeah, yeah, that's so much time and money and energy spent on something that no one really cares about. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it's it's. We need. It's bad. I I, I can't I can't say it better than that. It's just it's just bad and. We're gonna continue. Like I said last week, I stabbed myself because you were standing behind me with a knife. Right? Now I get to me. I get to end this and combat. Now you, now you get to stab me. The duel right, ends next right week. Between the ribs. Yeah. yeah, it's the Ninja Gaiden opening cutscene, and we're both going down. <laughs> oh yeah. God! As we talk about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You know what? Even yeah. as late as last night while watching this movie, I was thinking. I was trying. I was. I was almost panicking about trying to think of another movie we could do instead of this. And I was like, you know what? I've built this up too much. We've talked about it for several weeks about how we're going to do this movie. So I actually kind of feel bad if we actually reneged on that now. Also, this gets it out of the way. So in the future, if we decide in the future we don't even want to do Christmas stuff in the future, at least I will I will have killed all my white whales in terms of Christmas stuff. Checked all the stuff off my list. You know what? Actually, have you ever seen... Oh, this is what happened yesterday. Have you ever seen the movie Arthur Christmas? It's no. a CGI movie from, like, 2011. It's by Ardman Animation, I think. The guys who did Wallace and Gromit, but it's a CGI cartoon. It's about uh, this kid who's, like, the grandson of Santa Claus at the North Pole and things go wrong. It's actually very cute, and I just happened to catch it on cable yesterday. And that's, in the future, that's actually something we could, like, we could do that's actually pretty affable and pretty cute and not terrible. But then a part of me was like, wow, instead of even thinking about that for Christmas next year, what if we just don't do Christmas? <laughs> And I was like, that's actually yeah. kind of a uh, burden off my shoulders. Uh-oh, uh -oh, that's what I say, kid. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, it no. begins. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, Homer. So it'll be sad next week. Yeah, sad. We're going to yeah, we're gonna talk about Chevy Chase, which is funny because so many people yeah. love this fucking piece of shit movie. <laughs> they, the kids come running for the taste of uh, Chase. Okay, we'll shut up right this no, up, because no, obviously you're no. being invaded by kids. <laughs> He's just knocking over all the bottles. He really does sound cool. like he just wandered in from a far distance and just kicking everything over. But in the most cute little kid way possible. He's not like, <laughs> he's not throwing a tantrum, he's just being a kid. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. You, didn't watch this with, to... you didn't watch this with the kid in the room, did you? I don't need him to have nightmares in the middle of the night. No, he's just, he becomes sexually twisted towards having a preference for people with with mouse noses. Oh, I've seen some, like, photos of people who have dressed up at the hooves. Oh, I didn't even think about that would be a thing, yeah. It's awful. Oofa-doofa. Awful. This... It. It's like the Universal Studios or whatever. God, I would... man, this isn't owned by Disney, is it? No, it's a... it is on Netflix. Because I could see Disney fans, if this were a Disney film, getting all, like showing up to the parks dressed like hooves and shit like that. But yeah. hey, we'll wrap this yeah. up because like we've we said everything yeah. we need to say, so we're wrapping up anyway, so I'll let you get out of here. Yeah. Um Mother yeah, that the is grumpy, the grumpy turtle. Totally I can't even think of a rhyme. No. No, don't bother. At this it's Christmas time. This. Oh, you did it. You did it accidentally. Mm -hmm. I'm Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Yep, if I had <laughs> the energy after watching this movie I would have come up with a closing rhyme, but no. Okay. Got anything else? No, it's Tardy the Partycast with TardyThePartyPodcast.com. We're Tardy the Party something, something, something. Check us out. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, we got a yeah. you, you, we got a Facebook group that's top, popping off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's stuff. Okay. Just come back and listen to us yeah. less next week. TardyPodcast.com. Check us out on, yeah, on get Twitter. Ang get angry about how much we hate something you like. Yeah. I mean, like I said, at least we're not hating on things just because to be popular, because God knows we're not popular. <laughs> At least if we dislike yeah. popular things, it's a com we come by it honestly. 
but yeah. yeah. Oh, fufa. Right. Okay. Until next time, keep filling your pop culture holes. Various piece of music, whatever I say at the end of stuff. <laughs> Lead, take us out, John. So long. Yeah, we got something to say. Come here. Okay. Okay. I got a ticket. Yeah. What's that? I keep on telling yeah. people the same thing and they don't believe me. Yeah. Can you say bye bye? Bye. Bye. Bye bye. It's a lonely Christmas Eve.